Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Um, the, the, no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, the Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, a happy Friday to you and yours. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. You're on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We want a lot of listener and viewer interaction on today's show. We do have a lot of guests to get to, but a lot of time to talk to you fine folks as well. So we'll be doing that throughout today's show. Give us a like a subscribe a share however you're feeling on this friday we have got shirley rhodes in the house intern joey handling the video as we speak intern dan aka danny beal is here and intern micah micah dennis uh, just has arrived as well the chan man is to my left a lot to talk about real quick let me set up the guests in about five minutes we'll go down to warner robbins georgia and talk to brad metis uh the head coach of the pitt county girls softball league all-stars they have won down in georgia they will be playing in the softball world series the little league softball world series coming up in greenville beginning next week so we'll talk to coach metis in just a moment we've got bruce howard play-by-play voice of tulsa joining us at around 3 30 we'll go out live to spartanburg south carolina and talk to tony dunn from the c3 podcast coming up at four o'clock He's at Panthers training camp. Brian North will join us in hour number two. We got Morgan Aylers coming up at five o'clock. Also, Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Uh, Big news of the day. And uh, this was a a shocker when it came out. But uh, East Carolina's search for a play-by-play voice. uh, We thought it was over. Chris Edwards was the guy. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, Chris Edwards, who was uh, given the play-by-play job for ECU basketball, football, and uh, and all the other duties the play-by-play voice does, and and it all entails. Uh, He has now stepped down or been asked to step down. Either way, he is not the guy. He put out a tweet earlier today, and I'll just read it real quick. He said, I want to clarify some misleading information regarding my academic accomplishments. I apologize for any academic inconsistencies on my resume. Attending East Carolina University was a dream of mine, and I still have remaining hours to complete my degree. I want to apologize to Playfly and General Manager Clay Walker, ECU Director of Athletics John Gilbert, and his staff, and the search committee for any damage I have calls to a university i love dearly playfly and i have decided the best decision is for us to part ways effective immediately i hope higher nation and all parties involved will accept my sincere apology as we move forward long story short chris edwards from what i gather here said he had a degree from east carolina uh he is still has uh, hours to complete to fulfill the degree requirements uh so bottom line i guess lied on a resume and this came back to bite him. We will get into this and a lot of different ways you can look at it here. 
I don't think if Chris Edwards was just up front and honest and said, you know, I'm an alum, I'm an alumnus, I attended class at East Carolina, he wouldn't be in any trouble, but he also probably wouldn't get the job because there's probably some degree requirements to to get this job, as there are with a lot of jobs out there. It's unfortunate because he's clearly clearly qualified for the job due to his play-by-play resume, his experience, but... We have seen in the past, you, you lie on a resume, and uh, and this ends up happening. So, unfortunate circumstances, unfortunate for East Carolina, too, because football practice begins, uh, what, four days from now or so? So, uh, we are gearing up on the season, and as of right now, have no one to call the games when they kick off when East Carolina takes on Michigan in the big house. So, we will... Uh, We'll have plenty of time to dive into all this. I see a lot of chatter going on already on uh, YouTube and Facebook as well. So um, we'll get into that. But I believe right now we're getting a call from Coach Metis. So uh, if you will allow us five minutes or so to talk about some good positive news, we will get back to the announcer news momentarily. Uh, But right now we will head out to the... Uh, Pirate Radio Live Line and talk to the head coach of the Pitt County Girls Softball League All-Stars, Brad Metis. Man, it was really cool to see Winterville plastered on ESPN earlier today as uh, they took down Tennessee for the second time, won the Southeast Regional and advanced to the Little League Softball World Series. Coach Metis, thanks for joining us. Uh, how you doing down there? <laughs> well, I'm doing good, Cliff. Uh, able to breathe now, uh, a little more relaxed uh, this afternoon. Uh, um uh, and feeling really good feeling really good and man i know every game every out is a challenge but you should have been pretty relaxed the entire time your girls dominated down there just the disparity of runs scored and runs allowed it was just a complete offensive pitching and and fundamental defensive performance just uh, some stellar play this week yeah i couldn't really be any prouder of the girls they they came together and we came down here and we played almost perfect softball for four, for four or five days here. Uh, um, and, and, and it's one of those things you build confidence, the hitting we talked about earlier, we didn't hit great at the state tournament. We just came right out of the gate here, started hitting all the way till today. We didn't hit quite as good today, but we hit like crazy all week. And that makes it uh, a little easier to make calls and decisions uh, when you're hitting the ball like that. When you joined us here in studio, I know uh, some of the girls uh, talked about being in front of big crowds and being on ESPN, ESPN Plus, get a little nervous. I didn't see much nerves out there. How are, how is your team from a nerve standpoint? And I guess what, after the first couple innings, you're just playing softball like you always have, right? Well, uh, that's right, Cliff. And, and it's something that they were nervous a little bit, I think. And then we got there. And really from the first inning, we scored on, you know right away and it just all went away. And they were as loose as they could be. Even through the last out today, um, the dugout was loose. They were loose, and, and they were feeling good and, and didn't, show, didn't show any nerves. So I guess you'll be now traveling back to North Carolina, and you'll get to play in the Softball World Series right in your own backyard. So what's your, your schedule looking like for the next couple of days before the action begins next week? Well, um, after this, we're going to have an off day or two here, um, sort of get that itinerary for Greenville and uh, get a few practices in. Uh, um, and then uh, by 
Wednesday or Thursday, we'll be checking in and, and getting uh, getting to work at Elm Street. Awesome stuff, Coach. Let's uh, let's catch up with you again next week if you got a little time. But congratulations to you and the girls, man. We had a blast watching it all week long, and great to celebrate today. And uh, let's pick up some more wins next week. But let's keep in touch, and uh, we'll chat again next week if you got a few minutes. Sounds great, Cliff. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. There is Coach Brad Metis with the Winterville All-Stars, Pitt County Girls Softball League All-Stars winning today and just running through that Southeast Regional. So I wanted to pass along that little bit of positive news. And now we'll get back to the story of the day. What's up, Chan, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Yes, shocking news out of ECU today. But uh, good positivity there from uh, what sounds like a proud coach. Congrats to the uh, Pitt County Girls Softball team, uh, punching their ticket back to Greenville where they belong and going to be playing at uh, Elm Street Park next week. Can't wait to watch that. But yeah, uh, huge, huge news. I was uh, asked to go inside the Facebook comments maybe one day or one time this uh, this show. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to do that now or later? If we're on the First, topic. let's hear, let's, let's see what people are saying that are uh, tuned in live with us okay. and then we'll, we'll dive into the comments. Uh, Jason says, why would you need a four-year degree to be a play-by-play announcer? Why would you need a degree to to have a lot of jobs here yeah. in the world? It's uh, It's more about, you know, experience and knowing what you're doing than showing up to school and you know i took a bowling class and a geography class as electives that didn't really help me for this job um so absolutely jason because that's the way it works because as who's the guy tupac got the song from uh shirley changes uh bruce uh hornsby bruce hornsby bruce hornsby because that's just the way it is that's the way it's set up and we just go along with it that you have to have degrees again i clearly chris edwards is qualified to be the play-by-play voice for a, a d1 university like east carolina but can't lie on the resume uh craig says edwards is not an alum but he did stay in a holiday Inn express last night craig it's not actually factually true uh true you are an alum if you attend one class i believe right mm-hmm. uh that's the, the the fine print there um let's see anybody else talking about this on uh john says pantana university proud <laughs> lol um pu <laughs> pu robert says kyle from lagrange exclamation point exclamation point is that his nomination to be uh, the yeah. new play-by-play voice are you listening cecil <laughs> to my broadcast <laughs> uh what do they do now do they go back to the short list how awkward will it be maybe calling up that second guy i know the the runner-up for the job the second guy who's already maybe gone back to their old job or taking on another job yeah uh this i mean and we'll have time to talk about it from all angles but what does chris edwards do now like he probably isn't going back to his old gig and it's just a, a shame all the way around it's uh ah tough stuff um so yeah you want to read some uh some comments if you guys have comments yeah we have brian on steve facebook. says it's not what you lie about it's the fact that you lie period yeah a lot of like it's the principle of the whole thing and, yeah. and the world and life doesn't make a lot of sense again he's qualified to do it but i guess can't at this point i mean okay I Go ahead. but brian says a uh, huge difference in attending ecu and actually graduating from ecu hashtag not a true alumni yeah ray says his offer was contingent on a successful degree verification background check 
well that background check didn't go very well in the process in the hiring process did it he said most likely that's where the issue came up should have held off announcing until it was clear Eh, i don't know um how did this slip through the cracks everybody just kind of took his word for it i know this is uh that's why i was about <laughs> to say why do we, we get to this point yeah to where we're having to say hey buddy we gotta we gotta separate from you we gotta let you go or <laughs> step down so the school he's applying to is the same school he said he graduated from and shirley and i were talking about that earlier it's not like he's at sacramento state or something and says yeah i graduated from east carolina which again it's still easy to look up but you would think being here would be pretty you type in a few buttons on your computer to see if he graduated or not right i don't know um judy harper says this is a oh this is sad for all concerned especially ecu she says i nominate mr billy weaver for the position billy weaver hopefully he can still do the fifth quarter with us if he gets the job uh gene says this should have been caught up front all we ask for those in charge is do your damn job do your job Bill Belichick once said it. Michael says, "Why? who does he think he is? George O'Leary? <laughs> George O'Leary lied on his resume trying to get the Notre Dame job, I believe. Former Pirate J- uh, Jerome Bacon. Uh, graduate Jerome Bacon. I don't know. Did, how do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did you graduate Jerome or just play football? Um, he has, damn! The Ron Simmons gif. Thank you. Um, Tommy says, sad. Gene says, that didn't last long. Nope. Michael says, what the freak? What the freak? Joseph says, wow. Jill says, shaking my dang head. Oh, Ricardo says, can we please hire Kevin Monroe now? Balls out. Balls out. Go right from the color analyst to the play-by-play voice. Camo. All right. Um, You know what Tommy Tuberville said? I think Shirley's got it. Go to hell. Oh, thank you, Tommy. Let's see. What a situation. This is a what a East Carolina situation. We were about to get into a quarterback battle. Brian Bailey said, don't call it a controversy, which I never did. I called it a quarterback battle. Now we've got a play-by-play controversy here at East Carolina before the football season starts. Daniel says, wow, they didn't, they didn't check any of this out before interviewing this guy, let alone hiring him. It's a lot of questions, man. A lot of questions how did uh how did it get <laughs> jenny shelton says shirley you're gonna have to find this one this is a total goat rodeo <laughs> shout out joe dooley yeah. with a great comment this is a total goat from years rodeo. ago aaron says scooter rogers for the position i saw uh, other comments on scooter who i understand is uh, going to continue to call baseball for east carolina and you were going to have chris edwards doing the uh, football and basketball it could be a total goat rodeo thank you coach dooley mm, mm, mm. daniel says do so do any of us really care he says the dude has been praised by some big names in the business can clearly do the job and loves ecu don't accept the resignation i thought about that too like maybe just don't come out with this and say hey uh chris while you're here calling games pop in a few online classes let's let's actually get that degree that you said you had and we will keep this under wraps and you know you'll get your degree you'll call games um and everybody will be none the wiser i you know thought about that aspect of it eric says clip for the position wait that means no clip on pirate radio live 
Chandler takes over Pirate Radio Live. Everybody gets a bump. I don't want you to leave, though. All right. Don't leave. Don't leave me, girl. Verlin says there was... Verlin? Verlin? That's a cool name. Verlin says there was literally no reason to lie about this. Yes, there was. Seriously. There was. She says, seriously. No, there was. The most ECU thing you can do is not graduate from ECU. For half of the crowd in the stadium on Saturdays, the only paper they got during their time in Greenville was a glove compartment full of napkins from Sup Dogs. The second half of that entire statement is 100%. Serious. There is a a reason to lie because again the qualifications are college degree mm-hmm. should that matter probably not can you do the job yes or no but that's the way it works that's the way it is second part of that i had that thought too let's see didn't get all his credits went to school but had never finished left? sounds like a true pirate to me yeah sounds I mean, like the kind of guy that you know i won't call in games for east carolina one of us I mean, damn, if it won't for my... 519 goer, that, he should have put that on his resume. If it won't for my parents' patience and and kind of saying, hey, finish this crap. We're tired of paper. Like, I wouldn't have got through. So, uh, uh, it sounds like the, the kind of person I can relate to that maybe didn't quite get all those credits. And, uh, but, here we are. Man. Uh, did not expect to be talking about this today no crazy stuff tyler says just say it clearly and i quote i lied on my resume and i humbly apologize for doing so well he did he did do that he did that's exactly what he did all right now he didn't say it like that but he said it no he said that now what he's out he's gone eric said the dukeness rubbed off on him so did he get away with this on his duke resume if you if you're good enough to fool duke then you should be able to get the job here daniel says really dumb situation opens the door for clip who deserved it the entire time now i want to read the replies oh these are good i want to read the replies to this comment daniel uh, so daniel on daniel crime daniel son you have daniel hill and daniel olson Daniel Olson. Uh, he says it's not going to be. Cl- he said it's not going to be clip. LOL. LOL. Daniel H says maybe not, but I think he would be great at it. Hey, thanks, Daniel. Blake says clips Twitter account and on air antics <laughs> while entertaining eliminate him as a candidate. Yeah, you can't say that stuff. Uh, you can only say that stuff and use language behind closed doors, like everybody does. If you do it out in the open, you, you're unhirable. You can't do it. So. Uh, and Blake's not wrong. I mean, there's multiple reasons. I have a, a long pros and cons list. You want to hear a few of them? Sure. Pros. Knowledgeable about ECU athletics. Passionate about ECU athletics. A lot of on-air mic experience. Uh, cons. Not a ton of play-by-play experience, especially in the last 15 years. Um, says naughty words on social media sometimes. Um, for whatever reason, the Playfly folks don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> so there are plenty of c- pros and also plenty of cons. Clint, Clint. The positive... Sorry. Did I say this? Positive news is now maybe we can get Chris Edwards on the show. Because um, if he would... We talked to play-by-play voices. We'll talk to Bruce Howard here in a moment. Tulsa play-by-play voice. The only play-by-play voice we weren't allowed to have on was East Carolina's. 
Isn't that ironic, Alanis Morissette? Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Clint said, well, damn, me and you both, buddy. I'm 42 years old and still need three hours to complete my associates. It probably ain't going to happen at this point. Probably shouldn't have lied on your resume, though. Ouch. Okay, I don't like this comment. I, I did. I, in fact, I hate it. And nothing personal. I'm not even going to read the person's name because it's not personal. But this person said, Jeff Charles has spoken from heaven. That is just gross. I hate when people do this stuff. How are you going to speak? That is, that's a gross comment. I hate when people say that they that God told them to do this and, and that, and now you got somebody speaking from heaven. No, don't say that. That is ridiculous. Very gross. Uh, John says, what would Coach Connors have to say about this? All right, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to lie on our resume. We're going to do six sets of 10 reps. Ready, go. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate that. Hopefully, John's happy about that. Uh, Eric was taking my Alanis Morissette song and said, it's like lying on your resume. Thank you, Eric, for that. Chad says Chris has some free time. Should get him on the show. I mean, I feel bad for for Chris. I know he lied, but like he he did so so he could get this dream job of his. Like, and 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 you have consequences, right? He went for it. He shot his shot. He shot it illegally. Almost made it. Shoot or shoot. He kind of made it. I guess they went to the review and said he didn't get it off in time, and will be unable to. Uh, fulfill these duties William on Twitter says seems like if they wanted him to stay they could have found out a way to help get him in their enrollment for the remaining credits but maybe there is more to the story no well no there's not more to the story he lied and said he was a graduate if he didn't lie up front and say he graduated he probably wouldn't have been in the running for the job so like I see why he did it just thinks we'll ask you personally he says what was your favorite moment of the Chris Edwards era I, there's so many to choose from i really don't know where to begin i'm putting together a 30 for 30 on his tenure steven says o'leary has joined the chat joey what do you think <laughs> joey how I does think it's funny actually how does this affect you as a member of the grounds crew? this is funny to you you think this, this is, is funny? funny you think this is funny you laughing yeah, was that supposed to be funny was that supposed to be funny <laughs> No, I just find it a little funny that like uh, there's it's something that could have been avoided so easily, like you guys said. Yeah. It didn't have to yeah. be such a big deal, and now that it is out in the public, in multiple ways, yeah, it, 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 they could have saw that this was a a lie on the resume, and so you're nobody telling me there was no background check. I, I don't know. Nobody would have ever known, or they could have gone the route, and this is a bit deceitful, but said, "Okay, Chris, uh, we found out that maybe you are not." Uh, what you say you are when it comes to a graduate so we're gonna enroll you in some classes while you call games and we'll go ahead and take care of this like honestly if they'd have done that that would have been cool i guess they would have just worried that somebody would have blabbered that he's not a graduate but who uh, i guess the would more, more people care about that i don't know i wouldn't yeah. care personally about the that. more interesting part for me right now is and i guess we'll never find out is how the information got out was it just a matter of oh, somebody decided to do their job and look? Somebody <laughs> looked, or yeah. maybe somebody knew after and, the fact. 
Pike has a good uh, idea. He said maybe he can go into politics, become governor or president. There you go. I mean, he's got a lot that of the attributes needed to get into politics today. And uh, I like that, Pike. That's not a bad idea. Boy, oh boy. What a fun Friday, huh? Well, on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, what are those meetings like right now with Playfly and, and ECU? They offer you a duo gig. What's that? Clip. Oh, I already Clip. tweeted to um, ECU Sports Properties and Playfly that I'll just do it. Look, I'll do it. I'll host the four-hour pregame show. I'll call the game. I'll come back here, do the fifth quarter. I even said I'll do the first year for free. We'll worry about compensation on the back end. But right now, we need a pirate. We need somebody to step up. You need a bird. You need a bird. We need a bird. Right now, we need a bird. What you need is a bird. And I'm willing to do it. And I'll I'll do my damnedest. I'll do my best. I did graduate. Again, what I I lack in a lot of areas, I do have a degree. I did graduate, too. And I'm doing it kind of as a favor to the Pirate Nation because they need a bird up front. Bird. And again, we'll just worry about the the pay later. Put me in, coach. And He's ready go. to play. And let's do it. Bye, play. <laughs> well done, Chandler. Give me a high five on that one, buddy. That was good. Jamie says his sources, and we know how good his sources are, uh, say the next play-by-play voice at ECU will be Tony Romo. I want Gus Johnson. That ghost Garcia down the sideline. What if you let Chandler and I do it as Gus Johnson? Marlon Good. Rajay Harris. He is strapped. Speed. Down he goes. Jeremy Lewis. How He's a, a grown man. How he a, got three kids. <laughs> <laughs> How much fun would that be, that would be for a half a quarter and then everybody hated it and then we got tired of the bit and we were live on air being like, I'm sorry, we can't continue this. Yeah. We, are, like, we don't have oxygen. Like, we can't do it. Josiah Hatfield down the sideline. <laughs> 85 yards. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's like that one time he said, you had a barbecue. And you didn't invite me. Heart is broken. Eric says Clip would soon develop a methamphetamine addiction with that kind of Saturday schedule. He was high on methamphetamines. Kevin says, sounds like they need to fire Playfly. <laughs> you need to fire Playfly. Let's get a, uh, where's the old plain banner guy at? Let's get that going around the uh, stadium again. That was fun times, right? Uh, Skip says Gus would be great. Hey, why not go after Gus Johnson? What's he doing? On Fox? Scott. Speed! Scott put his name in the hat. He also said, I'm going to need you guys to mimic, uh, mix in different announcers every drive. So you could use your... Uh, Hump diddly dee! Wait, how did Gary Hahn get the ECU to call guys? <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown Pirates! <laughs> Oh, man. Fun times. It's fun a Parker's time. Barbecue first down. <laughs> where, where it is, a wings over green. They're in the wings over Greenville red zone. Paul says Chris Stansberry will be perfect. I haven't seen Stans bring in a while. Stansberry. Michael says bring back Jim Woods and Lee Moore from the 70s radio broadcast. That might be difficult. 
Steven says Mount Olive will mail him a diploma today. All right. Eric Collins would be great. Especially for basketball. Yeah. Ezra! <laughs> Give him he one. He said, from Cyrus Road! Oh! <laughs> Onions! What do we do? What do we do, folks? Where do we go from here? What are we, what are we doing here? What do we do? I know what we'll do. We're going to talk to the play-by-play voice of Tulsa when we return Bruce Howard. We'll ask him if he wants the job. I want Bruce <laughs> Howard to go over his resume for us. And we're, I'm going to start checking everybody's resume around here. <laughs> Joey, are you really enrolled? Micah <laughs> oh, is he questioning. Want to speak. I, got, jo- I got my resume right now on the phone for you. All right. I want to go over that. My resume it. is Pirate Radio. I've been here for seven years. That's why I like, I'm, I'm pretty clear on what I've done. You can just kind of look every day of what i do so uh yeah pretty clear on that all right we'll talk some tulsa football a lot more on this folks if you'd like to chime in with your thoughts feel free on facebook youtube as we roll along on a friday back with you after these words Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. And your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Looking ahead, but uh, got some great guests lined up for next week. We'll talk to the new East Carolina football recruiting operations coordinator as uh, Brent Thompson will join us for the first time on Pirate Radio Live coming up Monday. Wednesday, we'll talk to uh, former Charlotte Bobcat, amongst other teams, Reggie Williams, who is now an assistant coach on ECU basketball. He'll join us in studio for the first time coming up Wednesday. And then we'll welcome in Adler Augustine, uh, the head volleyball coach at ECU next Friday. So a lot of Pirate Athletics talk mixed in with all of our football practice coverage because football practice will begin on Wednesday. And we're gearing up for the football season by previewing ECU's opponents. And we've been doing it all summer. And today we'll talk some Tulsa Golden Hurricane football with the play-by-play voice of the Golden Hurricane, Bruce Howard joins us bruce how you doing man good clip how are you doing man doing great getting uh cranked up here for some football bruce and uh a new look american uh you got cincinnati ucf uh houston out and some new teams coming in big texas flavor there so kind of overall bruce when you look at it what are your thoughts on this uh new look aac we'll see this year well, obviously, you, you know, you've got three leaving and six coming in, so it, it makes it uh, obviously a larger, a larger league and uh, a lot of a lot of unknowns. I mean, every time you switch leagues, you don't know uh, exactly uh, for sure what the talent level is on the teams coming in. You, you know, you know that UTSA is 
is obviously very good. Um, but but some of the other teams, who knows? I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that kind of makes it interesting this year. Uh, and you know, it, you guys went through, I'm sure, the uh, the media days and Tulane being the favorite, and that makes sense. Uh, uh, but but as far as the rest of the teams, and with you know, with with NIL, with COVID, I think every year we go into the season knowing less and less about what we think might happen. Yeah, up, you know? that's a very good point. And uh, we'll get to uh, to some of the media day highlights or lowlights, depending on your perspective. We've got a couple of coaches I want to ask you about, but let's talk uh, Kevin Wilson. And Kevin Wilson's name came up in a an East Carolina coaching search years ago. So familiar with the name, uh, actually a uh, North Carolina um resident uh born in north carolina from north carolina and he is now the head coach at tulsa so how about uh what you know so far about the head coach there in uh, coach wilson well as you mentioned a uh, graduate of the university of north carolina he's from maiden north carolina is where he uh grew up and uh, you know he, he's a guy that has really through the years been known as a very creative offensive mind uh he's also a a very disciplined coach. I mean, he's a no nonsense guy, um, you know, in terms of uh, how his teams played uh, discipline wise and that sort of thing. And that's one thing that he's brought to the table here. No question. Um, and, and, you know, he was the head coach at Indiana for a few years, as well as being, of course, a just top level, high level offensive coordinator. Um, most recently, of course, uh, with Ohio state. So you just look at what Ohio state has done in their numbers and, you know, 43 points a game and 520 yards a game, that kind of thing. And yes, they have great talent, but you still have to coach them. You still have to get them to do uh, what you need them to do and execute and that sort of thing. And Kevin Wilson, I think is really good at that. And uh, I'm kind of excited, you know, along with all the unknowns that we've already spoken about, you know, this is one right specifically here in Tulsa. We just don't know. And we're just kind of anxious and looking forward to what's going to happen the next month or so. Bruce Howard joining us, play-by-play voice of the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Bruce, uh, man, looking at the schedule last year, a couple of games uh, that could have gone another way, and Tulsa could have been bowling last year. Uh, five wins, and they do end the season with a couple in a row, but uh, could have got to that sixth uh, if you could have won one more. And just kind of create one of the reasons I, d- I don't know about Tulane repeating and and having another special year is just because of the ebbs and flows. And you talked about the roster turnover, coaching changes. We just don't know year to year what teams are going to look like. Now, they do have their quarterback coming back and, and Willie Fritz as well, so they should be good. But it was just a few years ago, Tulsa uh, had that magical year. And and you know how kind of fleeting that is. It's just it's tough to sustain, right, Bruce? You know, how do you go from top of the league to, you know, struggling to get in a bowl? You've kind of seen it there at Tulsa. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it two years ago, an, an unbeaten regular season in the league. They play Cincinnati off their shoes in a championship game, and we're talking about, uh, you know, 2020, 2020 uh, you know, and, and, and losing their bowl game. And then the following year really got off to a staggering start but rallied and ended up being a bowl team that year. Uh, and then last year go 5-7, and seven, and, um, you know, as you mentioned, so very close to, to getting in. Um, you know, the first game of the year was a, a, a double overtime loss at Wyoming, which was clearly a game they could have won. So every every team goes through that. Every team has those games of the shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, sort of sort of games. And uh, you know, Tulsa unfortunately didn't get that one extra win. But as you mentioned, they did finish strongly. They did beat Houston in Houston, the final game of the year. And so that was a 
a nice way to send the Cougars packing, if you will. And uh, so it was, you know, a good way to finish. And it and it and it does say that they did have obviously some talent, uh, but with portal and all of that sort of thing, sometimes uh, you know that changes, especially with a with a coaching change. So uh, they've re geared and and gotten things going here. And, and you know, um, I, with the league the way it is, and Obviously, Tulane, as you mentioned, is the is the the top dog. I I would say look out for Memphis. You know they've got a third year quarterback coming yeah. back, and when you have an experienced quarterback, I think that's a you know that that's certainly a big deal. UTSA obviously is very good, but uh, I think they're gonna there's a chance for some really good sneaky good teams, if you will. Uh, you know this year in the in the American East Carolina could be obviously one of those. You know Tulsa's Tulsa got picked eleventh. You know, which I thought was a little bit low for what I think their talent level is, um, but at least they weren't last. Where the Charlotte coach made got very angry, and you you guys have obviously witnessed this, saw 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 the reaction. Oh yeah, we've talked about it all week, Bruce, and I think that was uh, Biff Pogey's plan to have people talking about him. Heck yeah, you know why not? And you know, I, I think in uh, clip and maybe ECU has gone through this as well, but you know Tulsa's. You know, even going to basketball, football, what it is, I don't know what it is, but it, it seems like usually the Golden Hurricane is, is under-polled, uh, I guess, if mm. you will, uh, in, in preseason polls. I mean, Frank Haith went, I think, seven straight years where he finished better than what the polls said they would uh, in basketball. And I think, you know, um, Coach Montgomery did the same thing in football, you know. So, I, I you know, from, from our standpoint, yeah, you kind of, grind your teeth a little bit when you get picked that low at the same time it's a motivating factor so uh we Tulsa usually has better seasons when they're picked lower talking to Bruce Howard what an interesting non-conference schedule Tulsa has this year Bruce uh, looking at East Carolina as we got a date with Michigan and Ann Arbor to kick off the season I love uh, kind of the regional matchups with Marshall and App State after that and then we play an FCS opponent in Gardner Webb kind of similar to to East Carolina you got Arkansas Pine Bluff you've got the big time you know road matchup at Washington also Northern Illinois on the schedule but how about Oklahoma uh, coming to a H.A. Chapman Stadium, that is, uh, that's a huge hit there. And uh, I know Tulsa fans got to be excited about this non-conference schedule they've put together. Well, absolutely. And, of course, OU is the centerpiece around that non-conference schedule at home. And I'm sure tickets are flying off the shelf right now for that game. Um, you know, you, you hope that you're able to get that win against the, uh, the, the FCS school. Uh, you know, Arkansas Pine Bluff, although Tulsa did stub their toe a couple of years ago against uh, UC Davis. So, you mean, you really got to get that first one. But then, you know, the next two weeks, Washington and Oklahoma are the next two. And you're definitely going to be the uh, underdog in, in both of those games. And I think when you look at that, if, if, the, if the favorites win, um, you know, you come to that fourth game at Northern Illinois. I'm not saying that's the linchpin to the season. But say if, if you are one and two, boy, you sure as heck want to get to two and two in the league before you start, you know, two and two in the non-league before you start your league schedule. And I think Tulsa, you know, Tulsa's schedule, I'm not saying that these teams are soft, but Tulsa's schedule does not have, uh, you know, your your 900-pound gorilla in the first two or three games. You know, it's Temple, Florida, Atlantic, Rice. So there's a chance Tulsa can get off to a pretty good start in the league schedule once they get through those first four. And we don't know who's going to be good, but I think avoiding Memphis and UTSA uh, could be a, a, a positive thing. You do have uh, Tulane on that schedule. You do have... Um, 
FAU is kind of looked at in the top five. Uh, and, you know, you've also uh, got, uh, you know, East Carolina and others in there. But but missing out on Memphis, uh, UTSA, that might not be a bad thing. SMU, the other team uh, who's kind of looked at as a top four in the conference. So you play kind of two of the top four, missing out on those two. We'll see how it all works out uh, once the games are played. Bruce, I-, I like to ask everybody around the league, has the transfer portal to this point been a net positive, a net negative? How have the, the folks at Tulsa handled it? And, you know, how many new faces, newcomers and and also departures uh, will we see this year for the Golden Hurricane? Well, I think, you know, a lot of times when you look at the portal, you look at what, first of all, you look at what you lost and, and you kind of have a, a, a good idea of who those guys are. You know what I mean? And, and you kind of know the guys coming in, but you're not sure, you know, how they're going to come in. I mean, Tulsa lost two uh, frontline offensive linemen and Dylan Wade and Jaden Muskrat. They still do have a decent offensive line, including their starting center, um, but I think it's, I think it's what, you know, and then they also on the defensive side, you know, lost, uh, two top line players, the, the linebacker, Justin Wright, who's their leading tackler and Anthony Goodlow, who's a very good defensive end. Both of those guys went to Oklahoma state. Uh, so those are a couple of pieces that, that, you know, you, you, you're a little bit concerned about. Uh, and then what you had, you know, when you get guys that have, that have come in, you're, you know, you just don't. I think the coaches know what they what they have when these guys come in, but at the same time they haven't had them in a practice until you get to the spring. So some of those things you just you just really don't know. But I, I think they did a pretty good job. I think it was a was was either an even or a little bit of a net positive in some of the people that they were able to uh, you know bring in, and, and they got some pretty good defensive help uh, from you know a couple of uh, different transfers, and uh, uh, you know they they really bolstered their secondary with a with a few. Uh, that came in, um, you know, from from other schools. So I I, I think they did okay. I you know, and again, <laughs> as as I mentioned earlier, kind of time will tell. Yep. Those guys jump into the portal and come to Tulsa, and uh, you know, how do they fit in? How do they, you know, how do how do they do? Uh, I don't know. I I know I know how the guys that left would have done. You don't know how the guys that come to you right. are going to do. So I guess I'm not really answering your question very well, Clip. But I think it's just one of those we got to see. Well, I'll tell you, we'll talk again the uh, last week of the regular season, and you'll have more answers for me when we talk in late November uh, than you do now. And, uh, and we'll know more about all these teams by that point, Bruce. Um, and it's a lot tougher on you play-by-play guys to uh, to learn a new roster, half a roster every single year. And, and we'll kind of wrap it up on that note, Bruce. Uh, Jeff Charles did so much here at Pirate Radio, so much for East Carolina University. No matter um, who is on the air, it will never be the same it'll never be as good and and we miss jeff every day and i know you will too he developed uh, relationships with all you guys uh over the years and jeff charles uh bruce is missed every day and will continue to be missed no doubt yeah absolutely i mean i'm uh, he was one of my best friends in the business always very positive uh just a just a terrific guy and um you know um <laughs> I would suspect that those are really, really big shoes. Oh yeah, you know, to fill and uh, you know it was just it was just a shock and you know uh, uh, I would hope whoever comes in at the end of the first win for ECU that he says you know paint this one purple. Now he may come up with his own you know his own phraseology or whatever, but yeah. I think that's what I think that's what Jeff used to say, right? Yes, that's sir, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think you know that would be a nice tribute to him and. Uh, 
you know what a what a great guy and, and like i said just is a really really good broadcaster but a better person and uh, yeah there's there's no question about it he is he is missed yeah well said bruce howard joining us today voice of the uh, tulsa golden hurricane and bruce will uh, catch up with you later on this football season have a great rest of your summer and uh, have some great calls this year looking forward to a fun season Hey, appreciate it. Looking forward to coming to Greenville at the end of the year. Thanks, Flip. All righty. There is Bruce Howard joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. It'll be Tulsa and East Carolina wrapping it up this year for the regular season. All right. We will take a break, come back, and wrap up our number one. If you have thoughts on uh, the Chris Edwards situation, you can obviously get those in via YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or give us a call, 317-1250. If you'd like to discuss it, Chris Edwards hired as the play-by-play voice at East Carolina. He is now out after finding a discrepancy on the resume. Uh, We'll take a break, come back, and have more for you after this. And that would wipe the smile right from my face. Do you remember when we used to dance? I see you back there. I want you to keep your hands together and please show your love on the league and time and give it up for Mr. Mibbe. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and locally ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating crap brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Thanks to Bruce Howard uh, joining us. Brad Metis as well. Congratulations to... Pitt County Girls Softball All-Stars. They are going to the Little League Softball World Series, and they won't have to go far. It'll be down the road at Elm Street Park, Stalling Stadium, and uh, Greenville. Winterville. Not Winterville. Even, not even Greenville. Winterville was plastered all over ECU today. That was great. Uh, great to see. Bruce Howard said uh, he hopes the new voice of the Pirates will, in honor of Jeff Charles Hitta, you can paint this one purple. Scott said the new phrase should be and you can slap this one on the resume. <laughs> Scott. Scott. That's mean. Come on, Scott. Pretty funny. Three, two, one, and you can slap this one on the resume. <laughs> the Pirates win. So ECU. Resume complete. Is down 28 to 7 as time's expiring. Three, two, one, and you can slap this one on the resume. Pirates win today in Greenville. The snap, the hold, the kick, it's airborne, it's all the way, it is good! <laughs> Missed it by 40 <laughs> feet. You can slap this one on the resume! That would be fun, just to have a play-by-play announcer <laughs> lying about every play to the radio audience. Alright, uh, Mo says Danny Beal in the back. I might talk to Danny later on. I don't like Mo's name. Oh, I'm glad I didn't say his full name. Yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> you a funny guy? He's Mo. got a funny YouTube name. 
Uh, do you think I've seen people discussing this? Do you think the new play-by-play voice should say you can paint this one purple? If they say in in the words of the great Jeff Charles, I, I think I would clarify. If, if they that say if, and in, in the, words, the words, yep, and in the words of the great Jeff Charles, you can paint this one purple. I like that. I wouldn't just go and say you can paint this one purple. I yeah, like that. and I think it would mean more if that whoever that person is has some sort of personal connection <laughs> to Jeff. Well, what if they don't? I mean, if they don't, uh, no. What I'm saying is, before you is brought up the in the words of the great jeff charles and you just said paint this purple i'd be like no not unless that person had a had a personal connection to jeff so but if, if they you don't. changed it but if you changed it said in the words of the great jeff charles then anybody could say it oh okay 10-4 yeah yeah I just kind of put a i guess a stamp of like this is not my words this is jeff charles's words like we sign off you know jeff charles take us home so because at one time it, it you know it, it was brought up that jeff should trademark that phrase but he just he didn't see the need in it what i feel bad for the guy should we pile on like what chris edwards say and in the words i came up with all by myself you can paint this one purple like i, I don't want to keep making chris edwards joke did you not even Dude. understand what i'm saying like he's lying that he made it up <laughs> Did you really not get it? No, but I, what I'm thinking about is like you know how they go about the the, the LeBron stuff about how LeBron lies. All the oh my God! About Le how Cap. LeBron Le LeBron walks in uh, and he knows the cameras are on him and he's That's got my a, favorite quote ever. That's my favorite quote. He's got a book. I was just thinking about that quote the other day. He's always on page one of the book because he's not really reading it, but he wants people to think he's reading it. It is so ridiculous, so unnecessary. Why do that? Why bring that attention on yourself? I don't know. Gary says, Clip, have you been called for the job? No. I'm pretty sure they lost my number. Eric, <laughs> Eric said, his resume was just a bit outside. Tried the corner and missed. Man. And everybody I talked to, I don't know Chris Edwards personally, said he was a great dude. Great guy. Eric, that's what Eric said. Um, So it's uh, it sucks. Sucks for them. Uh, him. Sucks for ECU. Sucks for us. What do we do now? Do we go back to find, well? find a guy? Yeah. Who's the guy? So, what do you do? Do you go back to, say, whoever your strong number two was and give them a call? Or do you start all over and just clear <laughs> well, the slate and we start were, it again? We were saying so, earlier. I mean, some it's companies do that. It's we, getting we were, late. I know it's, it's getting late. The clock is ticking. Bob Seeger said, I know it's late. I know you're weary. We can do a test here and have a different announcer every week. I like it, Joey. I like where your head's Ooh. at. Kind of like an American Idol version of radio Survival, announcers. Survivor version. Oh, a Survivor version. If you don't version, do good, yeah. you're axed off the, the chopping block. Oh. No, no, no. But I oh. think an American Idol I've where people can vote for whoever they want. I've kind of had this thought. Oh, yeah, put true. them in. I had it with a, a head coach when we didn't have a coach, but we could do it play by play. They all live together in the same house, they do challenges and they call a game and every week uh if you do the best in challenges you get to call the game after the game somebody's voted off could be the announcer of that games could be somebody not getting along in the house let's make it a reality show uh, play by play survivor yeah presented by pirate radio (laughs) there you go and big brother (laughs) jamie said we're gonna lebron hate now why does it always come back to lebron's fault calm down jamie Jamie, you are the problem you're the problem with america and the world today america today you hear one. Th- <laughs> Do you see what you've done to this man? 
you hear one thing and you and, and you're a victim oh no eh. we're we're gonna pick on people who deserve to be picked on whether they're great or not i'm not picking on lebron james basketball ability i'm picking on him bringing a book or reading a book in the locker room knowing the camera's on him and he's always on page one of that book and in the next game there's no way he's reading those books he has been called out on it he's been asked about his favorite book he doesn't know he doesn't need to do that he's putting it on himself and then you've got what do you call them stands and simps is simps is jamie a simp why are you simping simping for lebron why are you simping pimping you're a simp we're gonna lebron hate now get out of here get out of here just because i brought up lecap he's like oh my god we're talking about lebron uh eric wants to do our reality show idea he said the pirate nation votes so maybe like yeah the house votes but also the pirate nation has a vote in it as well Mm, all right we got to take a break when we return i just want to do talk about this all day page said we go to number two on the list and check their resume more carefully (laughs) i think we're gonna have to start diving into those little details about what the resume says and if they're true or not steve says go to hell jamie get a job (laughs) thank you go to hell get a job randolph says clip you're correct about lebron james he's no rocket scientist and he doesn't need to be but he's a very smart guy i respect lebron because he has been in the spotlight since he's been in high school he was on the cover of sports illustrated as a high school kid with a crown and it said king james do you know how many people would screw up with all that notoriety pressure all that pressure and lebron's never got in trouble never done anything he's awesome and he's 20 years in the league he's great how many young talented people whether they be movie stars or athletes get caught up in that as a youth and they just can't get grounded you got everybody telling you how great you are for lebron to handle it how he is it's, it's pretty incredible what are we even talking about all right let's take a break come back hour two after this you were my love oh my love come on would you mind if i come down there and sing to you we never took the time to stop You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europe Hub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. 
for the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or go online at Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live, news of the day, East Carolina's search for a play-by-play voice is back. Yeah, Chris Edwards had the gig. Apparently lied on his resume. He and Playfly and ECU have parted ways. So as we sit here uh, going into fall camp next week, no voice of the football pirates, at least as of right now. Also, congratulations to the Pitt County Girls Softball Little League All-Stars. They win the Southeast Regional and will play in the Softball World Series in Greenville coming up beginning next week. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Tony Dunn. Usually joins us in studio, but pretty cool. Tony is in the middle of the action this week. He's in in Spartanburg at Panthers training camp, and he joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Tony, how you doing, man? Hey, Shirley, Chandler, Joey, and Clip. Hey, Tony. Shirley, so bad. You you really wanted to hear Shirley's voice on the phone call, but you got me, and it offended you for whatever reason. But got clipped. Yep. Sorry. Uh, sorry to disappoint. Um, Tony you got a neat little setup there. Saw you've been uh, doing your broadcast from a uh, an area restaurant there, and uh, how your show's been going so far this week, Matt. We've had uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun just meeting you know fans and kind of rubbing elbows with the media. Maybe I should lie on my resume now. I am a uh, like the new reporter for the New York Times. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we've been having a great time, man. We got to have, like, uh, after one practice, like, basically, uh, we were down, we're staying in the same, well, we're staying in the same hotels, like David Newton, Joe Person. All your favorites, all your buddies. You're a part of the crew now, Tony. Yeah, I mean, we were just uh, hamming it up. <laughs> How about player wise? Have you interacted with any of the uh, the players? What's the fan interaction like at the uh, practices? No, the the practices, man. I tell you, is like um, training camp for NFL teams is like really not very much, right? You're like, oh, they're practicing, they're finally practicing, and it's like an hour and twenty five minutes or an hour and a half sometimes, and they. It's not practice. Like it's like they do a little stretching, they do a little this, a couple of drills. I mean, it is practice, but like just when I think of the thought of practicing, I think of someone doing something, something over and over again, right? And these guys are just like, oh, just run that route one time. All right, we got it. Moving on. Yeah, and I mean, it's not. It's it's for the team. It's not for the fans. It's kind of like a bonus, I guess. Fans are able to go out there, but once you get out there, you're not you're not seeing a whole lot. I mean, they're they're working, and you're kind of watching them work, uh, so to speak. Which is why they have like designated fan nights and things like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, it's just it's kind of it's just awe. I guess I'm in awe of when you watch someone who is at the peak of where they are. Their type of practice is different than a practice that, like, a uh, high school football kid's going to do. You know what I mean? Right. It's just so, uh, it's like, it's just almost like more mental than it is anything, you know? And so it's just really neat to watch somebody who is at the, just at the top of their field, uh, in this case, and, and how, what, what they see is important and how they're doing things. And, uh, but it has been super hot here. Like, it's like, oppressively hot 
Um, and the first, we went both days, and then we'll be tomorrow, be, be there tomorrow there at Gibbs Stadium tomorrow. So it's a little bit going to be more for the fans tomorrow. But you know what I mean? Is you get to see kind of sometimes it's kind of up close, and sometimes it's far away. I haven't prioritized like getting autographs or meeting players too much. You know, they just run out there, do that, and you watch them work, and then you go and podcast about it. Is there any, uh, Tony, is there anybody out there in Panthers training camp that's kind of caught your eye so far? Maybe a new guy that we've added on, or maybe a rookie besides Bryce Young? And answer that question. And I guess the second question is how is Bryce Young looking QB1? Well, it is the Bryce. I mean, this is all, this is a different, you know, kind of, you can taste it in the air. It's like the Bryce Young show out there. Like the whole, you can tell the whole offense is, we're, we're finally getting an offensive team, it feels like. You know, and for a Panthers fan for 20 years who the entire strategy has been like, let's try to hold the opponent under 17 points and grind this down and win and somehow get to the Super Bowl that way on the backs of Cam Newton or something. Now it really feels like the offense is kind of driving this team. And, man, you can really just feel Bryce Young's presence uh, all over him. And it's really when he's out there throwing the football that you see Really, these these guys excelling, and so yeah, to name the names that you want to hear that are not Bryce Young, is first is DJ Shark has been uh, pretty dang incredible. He looks like he could be a guy who, man, if he stays, and, and I guess every single person when you talk about DJ Shark is going to say if he stays healthy, that's the first thing you're going to say because he's had two. I think he's played four years in the league, and two of those have been. Well, one has been like an all-pro almost type, 1,300-yard, 10-touchdown type season back with Gardner Minshew, I believe. And then he had uh, some success last year with the Lions, but he has had two years of big injury and then one kind of hampered by injury. But, man, if he looks like he could be an elite receiver in the league. He looks like he could be like a top-five receiver. He He's not just a guy who I thought at first was stretch the field he could it looks like he can do everything he can run like like six foot four 220 pounds he runs like the wind um and he's big you know he can so he can be a possession receiver he can beat you over the top and he's had some really big catches downfield that have been exciting but uh another name you'll like to hear is jonathan mingo um you know is, is you almost wonder sometimes is it's like the names you're not mentioning and we went here believing Terrace Marshall Jr. like or just hoping that it's like his finally rid of Matt Rule. Um we've heard so much about what he could be. You look at his size, he looks the part, you see these videos, him training in the off season, DJ Moore's gone. Man, this could be Terrace Marshall Jr.'s year and we just he's just been kinda absent when the when the football's starting to get swung around, but you're hearing Jonathan Mingo out there. Jonathan Mingo make a great diving catch yesterday. He looks like he could. he's not a project, but a guy who's going to be an impact, impact player in year one. And then one name, too, that's been said a lot is LaVisca Chenault. Chenault has been, um, there's been, it really has seemed like a real concerted effort to make him part of this offense. They have lined him up in the backfield. They've had him in the backfield. They swing him out into a receiver position. They're throwing the ball out of the backfield to him, handing it off out of the backfield. Like, so it doesn't look like, it looks like, hey, 
either they're just trying to figure out what the heck they got in Chenault and how they could potentially use them, or they've already decided they've got a piece that they want to use, and it feels like the latter. Tony Dunn, a good recap there, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, Tony, we're seeing uh, some injuries go across the bottom line here, and just to update it real quick. So I think last night it was announced that Jalen Ramsey, he put out himself that the end of the season run is going to be incredible. Uh, I guess they're expecting his return sometime like in December from the injury he suffered this week. Joe Burrow, I just saw on the bottom line, said will be sidelined for a few weeks. So he avoids a major injury. I think that's a good thing. I uh, did see former Panthers O-lineman Trey Turner out for the season. Uh, he is now a Saint, so uh, that's a bummer. I just I hate seeing, and, and Tony, we talk about it every year around this time, there's going to be those big, massive injuries. They happen all the time. Uh, so I wanted to, to get those few out real, real quick. Uh, from the YouTube chat, quick uh, two, three-part question here. Chandler, do you know who the Panthers' long snapper is? That is, I'm offended by that. Um, yes, J.J. Jansen, Notre Dame product, has been the Panthers' longest-tenured Panther probably of all time. He's been the Panthers' uh, long snapper since 2009, so J.J. Jansen. Do you want Tony to try to get an autograph for you? I mean, I, that, I, I, yeah, sure, if you All can. Right, yeah. Tony, go for that if you can. Also, Skip says, if Bryce doesn't have an offensive line, Carolina is failing him. This isn't Alabama. How's the, uh, the O-line in front of that rookie quarterback, guys? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's a couple of things. It's in training camp and only in day, two days. And what yesterday they held practice on the bar field, so it's like really not visually close. You know, you can see it, but it's not like you're right up there where you can make out everybody's numbers. And really, you know, the angle, it's like how do you judge certain positions? Like it's hard to see if linebackers from the side, where they're at, what depth they're at, and like linemen. And the, the way training camp is set up is like it's meant it's just naturally an advantage for the offense, right? And they have not practiced with pads yet. I think the first day in pads is not until Monday. Um, so it's like, hey, like you'll run a running play, and you don't know if it would have been a tackle or if he, you know, they always run it all the way to the other side of the field. So, you know, how to assess an offensive line and a defensive line in this you know, arena or this kind of in this light is is difficult. You know, you got to just you know try to clean what you can. I tell you this, Eric Brown, about that business Brown. Remember that I coined that triple B. About that business Brown has been in the backfield all the time, right? So he's been giving these guys some fits. But right, man, to the to the question uh, in the chat is Carolina's offensive line. Last year was arguably the best offensive line they've had since 2015. Well, not arguably. It is the best offensive line they've had since 2015 season. Absolutely. Just as good as that one was in some ways. And right now, with the additions that we've made, hopefully Bradley Bozeman, uh, Icky in his second year, Icky Aquano, uh, Taylor Moten, like, is, we have some depth on this offensive line where there's a lot of optimism surrounding that unit and really or at least how about that is this is a it's the first time since i've been coming on this radio station clip where that is not at the top i know i remember our past conversations yeah or towards the top of our of my you know what are we going to do what are we going to do so that's good news 
And as my co-host says, is that Bryce's light, you know, frame, and because that's just part of him, the good thing about this is that the Carolina Panthers don't have, they have to consider the offensive line a priority throughout his career. So it's not going to be like the Cam Newton era where it's like, you know what? Cam Newton's built like a tank. He's mobile. He'll run him over. Let's trot out Byron Bell and because he's left-handed and see if we can make it work. You've got an asset here that you know needs to be protected. So I think the Panthers will just throughout Bryce's career not neglect the offensive line. Um, and there's some real, I think, some things that the staff and, our, and even our own team have learned over the years that's really going to help. And just go back this is not only have we seen what this does, what this did in Carolina when you didn't invest in that early and go back to investing in it, but Indianapolis, Frank Wright, I mean, the time he walks in and makes the playoffs, he has Andrew Luck. You know, you got to think, oh, crap, the Colts are going to be great forever, and Frank Reich has just left his Super Bowl team, and they're going to be awesome. And Andrew Luck, who is really what many people think is a generational talent, had to quit the game early because they didn't have an offensive line, and the Colts tried to get in the business of upgrading the line, but it was a year or two too late. I think Carolina will continue to just be like, hey, we've regardless if we have to make a business decision right here, if it's between a corner and an offensive lineman, you can expect Carolina to be spending the dollars on the offensive line. Tony Dunn joining us. Chandler Honeycutt to my left. We are working, doing our jobs here on a Friday. Uh, as we look to our right, the uh, Studio was B. was producer there? Studio B has been empty the last 15 minutes because Ryan from Wings Over Greenville has dropped by food, and I am super nervous that there's not going to be anything left for the talent um once this segment is over joey's finally coming back i know he put a hurting on it um he, what's up plates we're having an issue oh no. all right well nobody oh, eat no i'll get plates nobody yeah, eat. no no plates and apparently that's coming out my my intern checks so. <laughs> um, tony sorry you're missing all this too buddy but you're on the road this week it, I know how delicious it, delicious it is, and I love when I am there. I've been there several times when this gun has happened, so I know you guys will uh, finish it for me. It looks like you're getting some good subs, though, in, in Spartanburg. Man, the, for the the restaurant we went to, and we did our we went there, and we were hung out there two days in a row, and um, we did our first live podcast where we were all on the podcast physically together. Um, the first, uh, you know, I mean, it was in the first place that we've done an on-location podcast to, uh, um, and the food was incredible. I mean, think of, it's a New Jersey deli in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and you get a, I know Cliff, you like a Reuben, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going for a Reuben. I got the Reuben yesterday, and like, it's like a, like a, Un, not an ungodly, like it's so much. There was so much pastrami and corned beef on it. it was, they did a blend for me, uh, and it was just like not a single bit. It's like if you what you expect if you went to New Jersey. It's like they don't yeah. back quality. So yeah, man, you walk in there, and the hardest part was doing the podcast because we were trying to do it as soon as we could after practice, and we're sitting in there starving, and it's just like you could smell the food. <laughs> 
like you are right now. I know. No, I, I smell it. Smell it. So, I smell it right now. I'm ending this conversation right now. As soon as you're done with dragging it out. Yeah. So, uh, how many more days are you there, Tony? We are here tomorrow. Will be the you know come back on Sunday, but tomorrow cool. is the uh, back together. They call it back together Saturday, and that's the event. So instead of them on the practice fields, they will be at the actual Wofford Football Stadium. They, I believe, the Wofford Terriers. You know that is correct. Gibbs Stadium, Gibbs Stadium, and uh, and so that one's going to be a. Since it's one of those, like you said, events that are kind of playing clips, that's the one you're going to expect to see the Panthers putting out some clips of, like, Shark going, you know, deep and things like that. So we expect to see Bryce, Cork, you know, and then featuring some of the players for the fans. Brian Burns, man, is a – Chandler, he is a giant – man. He – Brian Burns looks out there like Cam did. And what that means, you know, it's like they're with a bunch of Titans out there. You know, they're all they're all giants. Yeah. And he stands out. Yeah, he's looking good, man. I mean, he's uh, – We hopefully we can get a deal with him soon. But, yeah, and, and you talking about his size and the, the thing about him off the edge is his speed. So having that size and that speed together is very, uh, very scary. And we've seen that over the past few years from, from Spider-Man. Brian Burns. I, I want to make one last point, too, for Chandler, and that is uh, when Bryce Young's out there, is, yes, is he, uh, like, short? Yeah, you can tell, like, he's not he's not standing out like Cam did in that way. But one thing is, is he stands out. The ball is, look, Andy Dalton is a very respectable, respectable quarterback. Like, he is very capable. He's, like, got crazy numbers. He's a big guy. He's actually about the same size as Frank Wright. Uh, Matt Corral has this wicked quick release. Uh, but, man, when Bryce Young is out there, it just – there's something about the way the ball looks, how – the and the timing, where the placement is. It's, it's like something is different about it. And it's when – I think when you get that top 5% player – of the already top 10 percent is it's it's noticeable so it's really fun that man where he's been putting the ball at the ball placement is incredible it just looks like that they hit the guys in the right at the most perfect timing and stride no waiting no so man really excited bryce young um even for the people who had concerns is like it's hard for them to say he doesn't look like the real deal Tony Dunn joining us live from Spartanburg, South Carolina at Panthers training camp. Tony, enjoy your rest of your time there, and uh, we'll get you back in studio. Next Friday, we'll be recapping the Hall of Fame game. We'll have a game to talk about. How about that? Fantastic. Yeah. We'll be um, – I'll be talking to you soon. All right, buddy. There he is, Tony Dunn joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll take a timeout, come back. We'll see the damage that's been done. We'll see if the interns and – Shirley saved us any food as Chandler and I just slaving away doing our jobs here on a Friday. Everybody else eating, smiling. Look at that smile. Like on Danny, Danny Bills over here. That just is like the grinning. biggest S-eating grin God. I may have ever seen in my life. Joey's got one. Micah's chuckling over there. Everything's funny. Everything, yeah. Everybody's, <laughs> Y'all enjoy. Ryan, everybody's having fun. He's the, he's the bad uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uncle bad Ryan uncle. from Wings Over Greenville is feeding everybody uh we're gonna enjoy some of that take a break come back brian north joins us after this
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Luckily and thankfully, Shirley and the interns did leave some food for Chandler and I. And oh my Lord, it is good. Did you get the... uh, garlic parm tater tots i did shirley i did ah uh, yes a fan favorite uh they got fries as well back there we got boneless we've got bone in the traditional whatever you like thanks to ryan wings over greenville great great uh, idea for some weekend grub they'll deliver to your door open till 3 a.m so some great late night food as well or a great dinner option as a matter of fact, he said, uh, yes, uh, tomorrow is the 29th, which is, I think it's National uh, Chicken Wing Day. Oh, wow. So they are offering six free wings for every purchase at uh, Wings Over Greenville in Greenville. What so. a deal. What a steal. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Joey? It's a great deal. That's where you'll find me. What do you think about the food? Oh, the food's great. I just had some, like, nice little Asian zing tender. Or Asian Zing, or was it the teriyaki one? Whatever this is. I think that's the teriyaki one, because that's what he usually brings us. Whatever it is, it is uh, outstanding. Thanks. You know, and with the interns, you know, you have to teach them how we do things around here. And so, you know, while you guys were doing the interview with Tony Dunn, I instructed them that if they wanted something to eat, they needed to do it while you guys were in there. (laughs) You better do it fast. Because you guys don't leave food behind unfortunately that is true eric said name something bad that comes after the words garlic then parm he said i can't it's always good uh, yeah tots uh, are phenomenal yeah he also can't argue said flats all day fight me no oh big drum guy i'll fight who, who is that guy oh we got to fight eric you, oh eric and joey gonna face off I'll argue with you may the best wing win now is eric the one that always hassles me or nope. is, that is, is um um austin 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 okay. although he hasn't done he's been complimenting you lately oh okay. i think he's trying to have a truce uh but yeah eric and uh, joey if y'all want to have a wing off we can set that up uh, i tell you what right now let's head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to brian north wcti 12 who joins us on this edition of pirate radio live north how you doing today man i cannot tell a lie Oh boy! I am doing. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> good to uh, talk to you today. Um, okay, I guess we'll start there. Uh, so, uh, as we've discussed, Chris Edwards, uh, the old Simpsons grandpa meme that you see on the computer, where he walks in, puts his hat on the hat rack, and immediately walks back out of the restaurant. Uh, Chris Edwards was uh, hired to be the play-by-play voice for ECU football and hoops moving forward, and apparently uh, he is out due to some misinformation on his resume. And, uh, Brian, we were talking off the air about this, and uh, you kind of agree with me. And, and it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but a guy who uh, who came to East Carolina, maybe had a good time while he was here, 
didn't quite uh, finish because he was having such a good time. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, sounds like my kind of guy. Sounds like the kind of pirate I want uh, representing us. But uh, not everybody would feel that way. But man, just some some crazy news here as we are now uh, getting ready for ECU football practice a few days from now. And uh, I guess as of right now, still don't have a play-by-play voice. I guess we live in the day and age where People just, you know, don't shrug their shoulders anymore and go, oh, what's it really matter? I guess. I don't know. Look, you know, a homer play-by-play guy lies anyways, I guess, so I don't have a big deal. <laughs> it's kind of part of the job, right? You got to lie a little bit. To, <laughs> so, yeah. so I, look, this is a day and age now where when you get caught spreading misinformation, I guess this is the culpable, culpable thing that happens now. And, um, you know, I... I hate it for him, but he made his own bet on this, I guess, and, and this is uh, the solution they come up with. Now, did they go back to Duke? I don't know. What's the ECU do? Do they do they go to their second or third place candidate? I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I I mean, I wouldn't have had a problem if they had just been like, just don't do it again, I guess, but that's that's just me. I, this, is not, this is not like uh, somebody who's a doctor or somebody who's saving lives or has people within their hands. <laughs> What's on the court or on the field? So I, I guess I'm not bothered by the fact he he may have um, stretched the truth a little bit, but that's just me. I understand why this decision is being made. Though. Yeah, and I guess you could have kept it in house and just been like, hey. Uh Chris, while you're here doing play-by-play, can you take some online classes and maybe finish this thing up and and we'll, and, uh, and we won't worry about it? I guess they were scared of it coming out. Although, how many people you know have seen his actual resume and well, did anybody blow the whistle on it? I, I don't know, but I guess you gotta. Yeah, we've seen this before in coaching. Was it George O'Leary and uh, and some others who have lied on a resume and. Uh, Ah, man, just uh, crazy timing here. It felt like it was running kind of late anyway, naming a guy, right, Brian? And then now you got this. Right. This is not like we haven't known there's been an opening for a while, and they took their time going through the process, and apparently uh, he wasn't vetted as well as they thought he should be. But, no, look, coaches are a little bit different, right, because they're supposed to be the teachers of men, and they're supposed to be creating an example. I just, this is just a guy describing what's happening so I can listen to it, so... But and I, I, I would think there'd be solutions to it, yeah, like you, you, you point out. Now, all right, promise to never do it again, promise to complete your degree, do some sort of form of uh, something that doesn't cost you your job if you think he's really the guy, but maybe they have uh, better backup options and so they don't think it's that big a deal. I, I don't know. I just It's interesting. It's perked my ears up today, but I'm not, like, outraged by it by any means. Brian North joining us uh, here on the Pirate Radio Live Line as uh, ECU has a you know a quarterback battle going on, and as Brian Bailey said earlier in the week, it's not a quarterback controversy; it's a quarterback battle. Uh, now we do have a play-by-play voice controversy as we uh, try to try to find one in. Nothing Mike Houston needs to worry about. Uh, it's I guess more for the play fly folks and uh, and ECU to worry about at this point. But uh, there are some. Determining factors uh, going on at fall camp here in a few days, Brian. And Mike uh, Houston talked earlier this week at AAC Media Days. Talked glowingly about Mason Garcia. Talked about Alex Flynn as well. Uh, But we still have yet to hear Mike Houston come out with the words, you know, Mason Garcia is our starting quarterback or Alex Flynn is our starting quarterback. He's going to get really tired of those questions starting on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, Brian. I'm sure he's been practicing on his lines already. He's created competition. You know, Mason's got the experience. We're going to give him every chance. 
but competition, you know, iron sharpens iron, all the cliches that you can come up with, uh, Mike should have them ready to go. But you know what's great thing about him is he's always been on too. That's one of the things that's always made him a popular coach with the media is he doesn't delve in a ton of cliches. He usually is pretty close to being honest as a hedge coach can be, which is yeah. we just had the conversation about George O'Leary lying about his resume and others. But when it comes to being honest with the media and up forth and transparent, Mike Houston is about as close to you as you can get to someone like that. So I'm sure he's just going to say, it's a competition. I'm not naming a starter now. Why would I do that? Uh, especially going into that first game with Michigan. So they have to prepare for both uh, players as well. Brian North joining us. Speaking of coach speak, and uh, we've talked a lot this week, and credit to Trent Dilfer and uh, our new favorite enemy, Biff Pogey, uh, over in Charlotte, for uh, giving us something to talk about. And I almost feel like it was a bit manufactured, so people would talk about Charlotte and UAB, because I'm sure not talking about Rice or North Texas or anybody else uh, coming off of AAC Media Day. But man, Biff is a great new villain, uh, Brian, and uh, I want this guy to lose every game now uh, because of the way he's talking. He uh, So Brian Bailey and, and Name Redacted, who used to appear on Pirate Radio, vote in the AAC media poll. And Biff is basically threatening violence uh, on them. Said he would hang them up by their ankles and kick them in the head. So uh, who knows? Maybe a fist fight between BB and, and Biff uh, when Charlotte takes on ECU later this year. Like a couple of walruses going at <laughs> <laughs> National Geographic will be on hand, Brian. I like a guy who will stand up like that, like Biff, and just be different, right? Yeah. I mean, he's already got a different name. He's already got that that stereotypical look of uh, of kind of like a cartoon character in that position. So bring it on, Biff. I I love everything about him so far and everything that he's doing there because he's generating interest in a program that otherwise is uh, is down and no one really cares about. So uh, good for him for, for creating at least people to look his way until the game starts. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Seems like the kind of guy where if things are going good, he's your guy. If th- if yep. How are they going to handle adversity with this guy at the helm? And, and I think, too, with those two guys in particular, Dilfer and Biff, they both have money. And with Dilfer, it feels like he's just picked up a new hobby. Like, uh, I'm trying to do some new card uh, magic tricks, Brian, uh, over the July 4th uh, break. Uh, I bought a pack of cards, been doing some different stuff. For Trent Dilfer, that's coaching a football team. He was like, I didn't, I don't have to do this. Like, I'm just doing – so I don't know what kind of message that sends to the players, but I think both of these guys have enough money. They don't really care that much if they advance because they've got other stuff going on and a nice bank account. So they're just kind of doing it for fun, it seems like. I won a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. I'm a Super Bowl quarterback. So <laughs> sure. Yeah. But that's kind of where the trend is going, right, with these guys who don't have experience but maybe seem to be more born leaders and can be CEOs. They don't have yeah. to be someone who know, has to do every a moment of the day. They're just there to kind of direct people. So maybe the head coaching experience thing is overblown if you're just a good leader of people. Sure. Now, like both of them are. You bring in a good staff, Brian, and you're the, the head of it, and you can you can make it work. Yeah, and it's all about organization, leadership, um, and getting people in the right place. I always think being a head coach, the best thing you do is hire good people around you. Yeah. Some of the ECU's, um, I, don't, I hate to call them worst coaches, but guys with the least amount of success just didn't get either good assistant coaches under them or, or good people under them. doesn't mean they were bad or dumb coaches. It just means they were either not given the, the proper resources to hire the right people or they didn't hire the right people. Well. 
Uh, I mean, Scotty Montgomery, young guy, had not, you know, he had been a football player, been a coach, but didn't really have a lot of time to kind of network and and know all the people that, you know, he could bring in right away and come in. Look at Skip Holtz, who grew up uh, under Lou Holtz and formed a a ton of relationships that way and just knew a ton of, like, he could bring in a veteran experienced staff where Scotty Montgomery was kind of picking guys from here and there and just gets you off to such a, a, uh, a, a you fall behind. You, you get off to a bad start when you can't bring in that that staff with continuity like Skip did. Yeah, Scott, Scotty was not a great delegator either. Now the, the other one in there is Jeff Thompson, and Jeff Thompson was a, a had a good football mind. He was just given a high school budget when it came to hiring coaches, and they had to hire guys who just shouldn't have been in that position, and that's what led to his quick demise as well. So not hard to figure these things out uh, when it when it comes to such situations, but. Uh, you know, a guy like Dilfer, who does, maybe doesn't need as much money, can distribute it and get better assistance in there. I don't know how he's doing it, but it kind of that's the thought that pops in. If if you've got Biff and, and Dilfer who are already set financially, well, then you can put those resources other places, and uh, that can help you out in the long So we'll see. I mean, a lot of this, you got to have players, too. And so I think UAB's got a, a little bit better player, uh, player depth than uh, Charlotte does, but we'll see what Charlotte can do on the recruiting trail and, and see if they can get back up there. But I think player-wise is going to be their issue. I just not sure they're quite ready for that level of competition. And by the way, I know he didn't win a lot of games here, but it's it's John Thompson, Brian. You can't call him Jeff Thompson. I mean, that's a total sign of disrespect for me. Did I really? (laughs) There was a Jeff Thompson who was uh, one of my professors at ECU who had some association with the football team, but I don't know. Maybe when we were lumping in people that were bad at their job, maybe I was thinking Jeff Comfer in there as well. <laughs> there you go. You just combined them all into one. Correct. To one crab sandwich. Uh, Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Gearing up for football next week. We'll be covering it here at Pirate Radio. North, uh, man, got the Blitz coming up. Uh, all kinds of football coverage and uh, a little something else for the local TV cameras to pick up on uh, the Softball World Series, which will include, and man, I love this earlier today, Winterville uh, popped up on my TV on ESPN. Brian, the Pitt County Girls All-Stars winners down in Warner Robins, Georgia at the Southeast Regional, and they will advance to, they had to take the uh, the long road in this year to the Softball World Series, so that'll be going on next week. Were they not an automatic invite as the host team? So there's a state championship, Brian, and Rowan County won that. Yeah, Rowan. Yeah, Rowan, sorry. And uh, so North Carolina, so Greenville had to, Winterville had to go down to the Southeast Regional and play their way in. So, yeah, North Carolina will get a, at least one team in every year, the state champion. Uh, but, you know, North Carolina said, all right, well, let's go down there and beat Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, and, uh, and we'll, we'll take the long path there. You've educated me on that process. There you go. I'm not an expert when it comes to the uh, millions of youth tournaments that go on. <laughs> there are quite a few of them. Maybe you'll be educated one day when your girls are old enough. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just want them to play golf, man. Just, you know, <laughs> get those scholars. LPGA is the one area where they can make me some money for my retirement plan. There's no other real professional women's sports. They're not going to be tall, so WNBA. How about tennis? Can you make some, some cash there? Yeah, I will tell you, tennis. Boy, that's a grind. Yeah. If I can at least get them to the local courses and they can be good tennis, you've got to travel so much and you've got to. I've got. I, I went to college with tennis guys and they're all kids are all going through and I'm watching them travel all over the country and the world with this stuff and I'm just like, look, man, golf, I think I can get away with not having to do as much of that, but 
but we'll see. But tennis is yeah. I'm sure it's not this way in every case, but like just knowing how hard the uh, the the Williams father was uh, on the girls and watching a documentary on Andy Roddick, it's just a lot of pressure and a lot of. I don't, it doesn't seem like they're having a lot of fun out there growing up playing tennis. Oh, it's the same court and the same abuse on your body, and it's hot and it, you know, the same strokes over and over again. At least golf, you got a prettier place and you different yardage on different shots, and I. I don't know. I'm pushing them towards golf. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. But if they show some aptitude towards tennis, I can certainly change my mind if it gives them a free education and gets me money for my retirement. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line North, Bryce Young. And I feel like Bryce Young has been announced the Panthers starter like four times now, but it happened again this week. Like he is the guy. They are going with him uh, week one when they played the Falcons. And you know, it, this is the time of year where I, I always say just don't get arrested and don't get injured. Now we're in the don't get injured portion because we are at training camp and everything. But I don't know. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on year one of Bryce Young, Frank Reich? And really, it's all about they don't have to be great to get in the playoffs this year. Look at what's around them. So uh, they, they got a chance. I think there's a little expectation growing maybe for Carolina. I- on paper, people have already been, been talking about on paper. There are there are good parts ready to go. It's just whether it will mesh. You're right about the injuries. You just never know. I've been a Frank Reich fan back when he was a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. And been following his career, and I've just always liked his demeanor. I mean, the guy has the two biggest comebacks in NFL and college history. So there's something about his moxie that you kind of like. And so when he became the head coach, I mean, I, I certainly thought, uh, the interim coach last year deserved the shot for the Panthers, but when he didn't get it, I like the Frank Reich higher. I think he's a guy who's going to, to just be the right demeanor for Bryce Young and, and a tutelage, and the big thing is keeping him healthy. That's the one thing I've said is a knock against him is uh, his his thickness and his uh, durability, and will that be able to uh, matter when it comes to getting hit a whole bunch? And I like the move by Frank Reich of naming him a starter right away. Why make him go through the competition and be asked the questions a million times? Name him right away. Yeah. Let's get it out of the way. And you don't have to worry about him being distracted by those things. He can just concentrate on being who he's going to be and really dive into the playbook. So I thought that was a really good move by Frank Reich to do that. Oh, okay. On that note, we'll circle back and finish it kind of how we started. You know, when does Mike Houston make a starting quarterback announcement? Does he go early on, or does he let it play out and continue to get the questions? What, how do you think he's going to handle it, Brian? And and it and will it really come down to how those guys perform this week, next week, the following weeks? Uh, no, it won't. And the other thing is the media availability is a lot less. So he only has to answer True. questions as many times as he wants. NFL is required to hold these pressures. Every day. Yeah, good point. Oh, uh, his media availability. Yeah, he's going to answer it. But I think in college – I just think the element of surprise is such a big deal in those first games of the year when you have guys who you just don't know as well. So Michigan is going to have to scout. They got some film on Mason Garcia, but not a lot. They don't have anything on Alex Flick. So they're going to have to find ways to get prepared. I think you see both guys play early on. I think we're in a situation where Mason will be the starter because of his experience and his athleticism and his durability. But I think you're going to just – my gut feeling is we're going to see Alex because he's got some of that moxie and – that winner attitude and some of that accuracy. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him uh, getting games and then whoever performs the best, maybe by game four, uh, when you start getting into conference play, maybe they start getting the majority of the snaps. But I think you'll see them both get quite a few snaps, uh, especially in the first half of the season. Brian North joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. And North, the play-by-play voice search rolls on for East Carolina, it appears, as we head into August. Do we do we even need that? With I mean, do, I, 
not to degrade the radio, and I'm still a radio guy, but I, I'm still surprised we kind of have. Should we go um, Nat Sound and Morgan Ehlers uh, on the PA and just play that, and you'll hear the band, the crowd? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Let's go Morgan Ehlers, more like a high school PA. <laughs> Where he's like, calling it on the PA? Yeah, on the, yeah during the game, letting the, the defense know, reverse! <laughs> I like it. I like it. North, uh, thanks for joining us today, man. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North, WCTI 12, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up our number two of PRL. Get you ready for hour three, where we've got a couple of guests and a great giveaway. The Bush Light Peach, a case, can be yours if you are the lucky caller today in hour three of Pirate Radio Live. More to go. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 65,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We are ready for a nap, but the show must go on. Uh, thanks to Ryan from Wings Over Greenville dropping us off a great late afternoon snack, filling up uh, myself, Chandler, and the entire crew here at Pirate Radio. And to cap it off, P1 listener viewer uh, Randolph has dropped by some dessert. So we are good to go here on this Friday. We will give back in hour three. We're going to make you a winner of a case of Bush Light Peach. That can be yours if you're the lucky caller in hour three. Uh, Wings Over Greenville has a a cool deal going on on Saturday, Chandler, where you can uh, enjoy some wings and get a few for free. Yeah, if if you guys out there are jealous that we were able to enjoy some Wings Over Greenville, you can do that tomorrow because tomorrow is actually National Chicken Wing Day. And in honor of National Chicken Wing Day, they are giving away six free wings with any $10 purchase. And that is online only at wingsover.com. So visit wingsover.com, order online. Any $10 purchase or above, you will get six free wings. So happy Chicken Wing uh, Day tomorrow, courtesy of Wings Over Greenville. Awesome stuff. And, uh, man, that was fantastic. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubbuck. Dubbuck. Big series in Baltimore this weekend. O's and Yankees. They'll play tonight at 7.05. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. The Braves opening up a series with the Brewers tonight in Atlanta. How about those uh, Red Sox who beat the Braves a couple of times this week? Boston will be on the West Coast taking on the Giants this weekend they'll play tonight at 10 15 so uh some games going on uh also the cardinals and cubs will continue their series and joey's pick of the day yesterday was the cardinals a couple of folks here said i don't know about that cubs took it to them although it helps when the catcher gets knocked out and the pitcher gets ejected in the first inning yeah. that helped uh 
Cubs backers out quite a bit last night, Joey. Well, I, I didn't. Watch, I watched the first inning uh, for European Nerfy purposes, and then after that, I realized it was six one at one point. Yeah, like the fourth got out of hand. So yeah, it got a little crazy. Do you uh, you gonna have a redemption pick tonight? Yeah, now that I have a little bit of time, I'm gonna look at it. And All then, right, uh, and there's a full slate of games. Okay, so a lot to pick from. We'll do that in hour three of today's show when we talk to Morgan Aylers and Mark Greenhills from the Golf Shop Radio Show. Uh, so let's take a break here. We'll uh, we'll be back with hour number three and uh, more Chris Edwards discussion as well. If you'd like to chime in on that, you can do so on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. X, whatever the hell they call it. Or you can give us a call, 317-1250. We're back with Morgan Aylers when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. I want to know, Chandler, what you're doing after the show. You know who sings Hot Blooded? Hot Blooded! Who is it? They're not from here. Danny knows it. So they are a... Foreigner. 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 It's correct. One of the many CDs I took from my dad. If you were playing Name That Sound, you would have gotten a point. (laughs) That was a sound. (laughs) Uh, Shirley, do we have our next guest? Yes, we do. Uh, Maybe you can do a little hot-blooded karaoke uh, out with DJ Captain Morgan one night as Morgan Aylers joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Hello, Morgan. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and pirate fans of all ages? Ah, great, uh, great intro there, Morg. Uh, what's going on? We're still looking for a play-by-play voice. As uh, Chris Edwards was hired, uh, turns out may have uh, lied on the resume, and he and Playfly have parted ways. And uh, we were talking about other things we can do, Morgan. Brian North suggested we just have you kind of going high school pa guy and doing the play-by-play as you over the pa so maybe if we can't find a guy we might go that route this year what do you think negatory ghost driver <laughs> what i do <laughs> uh just a crazy situation I, and i don't know chris edwards personally everybody i talk to really likes the guy and uh just uh sounds like he made a mistake i'm wondering if if being a college graduate was a requirement so if he Put, if he factually and truthfully said, I went to ECU but didn't graduate, would he not have been considered for the job? Did he lie so he could be considered and eventually get the job? Just a, a crazy deal here as we uh, get ready for football practice a few days from now. Yeah, it, it, it's really kind of shocking, but you know that's one of the things that you go back to George O'Leary when he was in Notre Dame. He, you know, yeah. he had like 12 doctorate degrees and 
you know, won four Super Bowl championships. Come to find out, he only had, you know, a degree from Pitt Community College, and he watched the Super Bowl. So, you know, those you got to be careful when you like that, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to move on, find somebody to to, to come in and uh, do the play-by-play work. Hopefully they'll move on that pretty quick. Yeah, uh, they got to now because time is running out because the Pirates are ready to take the practice field and AAC Media Days this week. Earlier in the week, Morgan and Mike Houston uh, spoke highly of both Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn and said one of the positives is they've been around Holt Nailers for many, many years in that QB room, and now it's time for one of them to uh, to take the reins and be the starting quarterback. And it almost it feels like that if ECU had an established quarterback, they'd have been picked a lot higher than six because Mike Houston likes what he's got uh, in the backfield, likes what he's got on the D-line, in the back end, in the secondary. Still some questions to be answered, some uh, starting spots to be filled. But if they could figure out the old QB uh, spot, which is the most important spot on a football team, I think that's why they were picked where they are. In fact, it, it kind of shows a, a little respect almost that East Carolina was pick six, despite uh, people not knowing their quarterback situation. Yeah, you know, East Carolina, of course, is uh, they've had a couple winning seasons. The culture has dramatically changed over the last four years under Mike Houston. And, you know, Pirates are going to be fine. I think there's going to be some growing pains the first two or three games. And uh, Pirate faithful don't need to jump off the Green Street Bridge if something doesn't go right for the Pirates. But uh, you've got Mason, you've got Alex, two guys that, that know what's going on. and uh, But they're going to have to, to learn it and – you know, a trial under fire. And when you go up to the, to Michigan, that's about as much fire and an inferno as you're going to be, you know, tried under. <laughs> you know, when you're playing in front of 104, 105,000 people, and, you know, most of them, all but probably 500 to 1,000, maybe 2,000 people might be uh, wearing that maze is what they call it. We call it Yaller. They call it maze. And, uh it's going to be a tough fight, but you know East Carolina—they got a good coaching staff, a good culture, and regardless of the outcome, you got to look at the positives of of coming out of Michigan, hopefully with a win. But you know, then you move on to Marshall and App State. That's a tough road to to start out yeah. the season quarterback no doubt and that that week two game is monstrous now just the way it sets up with if you do lose uh like the odds makers say you do week one uh you don't want to start zero and two and then go on a trip to boone so that marshall game that home opener is going to be huge hopefully a great pirate crowd out there to see the thundering herd because hey they won nine games last year it's a good team should be a good matchup and all the history between the two schools i'm really looking forward to that home opener yeah, you know, and Marshall travels really well with their fans. Yeah. And the opportunity a couple of years ago to go up there, and they're, you know, what a what an environment they've got up in in Huntington, and uh, you know they're going to travel well down here. And you talked about the history between these two student schools, forever linked with that tragedy, with that plane crash. But uh, I promise you, they're going to want to come in here and really take it to the Pirates. So East Carolina's got to be ready for them. But you can't, you know, you got to play game one first and. That's what Coach and his staff are really focusing on. Jason on uh, Facebook says, I think he knows he's just playing a little poker. Uh, I guess referring to Mike Houston in the quarterback situation. I'm interested to see what Mike Houston says to us, says to the media throughout the practices when he's – because he's going to be asked the question, you know, how, how, what's uh, – 
what's the quarterback situation how's it looking has anybody uh taken over are you ready to name a starter and until he names one he's going to get those questions unless he just completely shuts it down and says no questions about it so uh i'm interested to see how that goes throughout camp because we have not seen a battle in a long time morgan with holding nailers here and you know the Carden years that you got to go back to rio johnson shane Carden, or maybe there was like a I don't know, a Philip Nelson Minshew or a Thomas Serg Minshew, but other than that, we've pretty much had our starter penciled in uh, going into the season. Yeah, it goes back. I think uh, Reed Herring was the starter Holton's freshman year, and Holton sort of, you know, got the got the nod midway through, and was there ever since. And there's been ups and downs, and the team's gone through that valley, and now they're you know right heading up the mountain pretty quickly, and hopefully, uh, you know, will continue. So it's going to be interesting to see though is that Jim Harbaugh, whether he's uh, the <laughs> or not, yeah. you know, with all his uh, one, two, three, four-game suspension that he's getting ready to have, he doesn't like to put out a depth chart. Hmm. And a lot of times their depth chart won't be released until right before game time. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if Coach Houston releases a depth chart going into the Michigan game. If he does, I think you're going to see a lot of oars. Well, I remember uh, Morgan Ehlers actually had the honor of announcing a starting quarterback one year. Remember, it was Ruff's first year, right? They wouldn't come out and say Dominique Davis was going to start, even though we kind of knew we all would. And it wasn't announced until you announced the starting lineup that day for the opener against Tulsa, I believe, right? If I'm not mistaken, I didn't announce it then. <laughs> on the scoreboard, and they said, now at quarterback. Oh, okay. So, you, yeah, they didn't even give you the name or anything. I just did the pause, didn't say anything, and at running back. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have seen teams kind of play that that poker game up until the, the last moment. Uh, Morgan Ehlers joining us. Morgan, uh, you better watch out for your buddy Brian Bailey. He voted in that AAC media poll this week, and uh, Biff Pogey, the head coach of Charlotte, uh, says he might come after some of those people. Sure, let's hear the uh, the comments when he was on XM Sirius uh, talking about his team and the disrespect. Really chippy and they're great kids, but they are chippy and they are, they have an edge and we are bad company on that football field. And I can't wait to start playing because I can tell you this, this will be the last time we ever come to this building and have and get the res- the disrespect that we've gotten since we've been there. You guys were picked last in the conference. Is that last. part of the disrespect? Yeah, last. You know, press conference, three questions. You know, hey, you guys suck. Let's get to the next guys. And and I would like to take whoever those writers were that 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 voted on that and hold them upside down by their ankles and smack their heads off the ground a couple of times because they don't know. Shit. All right, there's Biff coming after BB and all the media. And this guy is a genius because we have talked about him every day since Tuesday here on the show. So we're talking about him. I'm sure people in Charlotte are talking about him. And uh, he went in with a plan, I think, Morgan, to just um, have everybody, if they remember one thing from AAC Media Day, it would be him up there and uh, and the words he said. Well, they can, they're can. they going to use that, too, as bulletin board material for recruiting, how fired up they're going to play that for recruits. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was off the cuff and probably really meant it, so BB better watch himself during the, the post-game and the pre-game stuff if he's on the sideline. You know, you don't want him 
upside down by his ankles and slapping his head around. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got to remember something about Charlotte. They're just two years away from going to a bowl game, I believe. You know, they've still got a lot of those players. They lost a lot last year, and, of course, they made the coaching change. But Charlotte has uh, got a lot of money behind that program. Uh, their NIL money, from what I gather, they've got several boosters that have put a lot of money into that program, and they had a lot of transfers come in this year. And uh, it's first-year coach, and he's probably in maybe the same situation, maybe not as bad as Mike Houston had it his first year. But at the same time, uh, there's reason the change was made. So he's got out got brought a lot of his guys in. It might take a couple years, but Charlotte's going to compete. Talking to Morgan Aylers on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jamie asking, uh, what do we think about Sean Payton's comments on Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets? So earlier this week, Sean Payton, uh, the new coach in Denver, talked about the old coach in Denver and said uh, it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Now, we said this last year. It was just laughable stuff going on during Broncos games, at the end of games, the fact that they had all those talented players on offense and couldn't score. uh, It pointed to the coaching, and they ended up firing him before he get to his first season. Uh, He has since uh, now walked back the comments a little bit. Peyton said that he needs uh he said i had one of those moments where i still have my fox hat on and not my coaching hat uh, i said this in a meeting yesterday um that i need to let's see he said it was a mistake i need a little bit more of a filter he said it was a learning experience so uh sean payton trying to walk back some of his comments but you don't usually hear that in the nfl morgan guys will keep that stuff in house rather than just completely uh trashing a coach well, and I think for what he said, he might have might have had his fox hat on because, as a coach, you you tend to, uh, like you say, maybe compartmentalize and internalize a lot of comments that never get out to the public. But then he goes into the uh, analysis role for a couple years, and he's got to learn how to take off that filter and say what he thinks. Yeah. Now he's gone back to coaching again. <laughs> has to learn how to you know sort of keep it under wraps because coaches generally don't bash each other coaches like that because you never know who you might be working for or, or who your guys might be working for in the future so that's a good point morgan you see a lot of guys when they go into tv that are nervous to say it because they've been in coaching so much so you're right there are adjustments no matter which direction you're going there yeah and it's uh it's just interesting but uh, sean payton's such a good coach and i think he's uh gonna be a really good uh, change for denver and I think you're going to see Russell Wilson have a really good bounce back here this year under Sean Payton. Would not shock me. Uh, the proof's in the pudding with Sean Payton and what he uh, his teams do offensively. Had a great quarterback to work with, obviously, in Drew Brees, and now has Russell Wilson. Uh, Kenny Curlings wants a Holton update. Uh, how's Holt doing? When does he begin uh, his duties there with the Seahawks? They are actually practicing right now. This is their third preseason practice, and uh, he's uh, having a ball, I'll, you know, been messaging him a little bit he's been learning the playbook and you know the things the new things they're putting in even since the spring when they left and uh, they've had some really good practices i've had a chance to watch some of the film out there and that they put online and uh it's kind of neat it's a little bit different a lot different than than college they they just set a certain amount of practices where fans can go in and today is uh fan day number two and they've got a beautiful 
facility there with a uh, little hill looking overlooking the practice field, and people just bring blankets and chairs and hang out and watch it. And then after practice, they the players go out there and sign autographs. So it's kind of cool, a lot a lot different than college where you know most practices are closed to everybody, but uh, they can go out there and watch it and see. Now they do have their private days, and uh, like yesterday was one. And uh, again, he said it's been been. Uh, living his dream, so to speak. He loves and uh, learning a lot. Hopefully we'll keep progressing through things. That's awesome, Morgan, and I cannot wait to see him in preseason action. We'll be following a lot of Pirates this preseason and uh, and hoping that they can have an impact, uh, make the team, obviously, and then get on the field on Sunday. That'd be awesome, but we uh, we got a lot of guys to follow, so that's exciting stuff. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Lifeline. Um, Eric said Morgan wasn't honest on his resume. He left out that he is the baddest MFer around. Why? Why'd you leave that off your resume, Morgan? I haven't had a resume in so long; I can't even find it. <laughs> but I am. But you is. You would have a lot up there. You do. You wear a lot of hats there, Morgan. What you got going on this weekend? Anything? Actually, this weekend, uh, on the way to do a to a private party right now, and. Uh, then off tomorrow night, and then it starts the crazy schedule. August normally is kind of slow, but we've got a lot of weddings and a lot of private parties and still doing my stuff during the week at, you know, tiebreakers and the loft and the Buccaneer and Market Street Pub and Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. Shameless plugs for all of them. I got a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Man, I got I got one shirt. It's got everything on it, man. We went through the sacrete concrete wall. <laughs> Morgan, enjoy your weekend. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll have more uh, holding updates for folks next Friday as they begin training camp. Got a football game next Thursday, Morgan. Jets and Browns Hall of Fame game. So have a little NFL to talk about. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, you know the the Seahawks play their first game the following Thursday, I believe Thursday night. I think they have two that night, and they got the late game, which is the ten o'clock game here, seven o'clock game out in Seattle, and uh, exciting about it. Looking forward to watching him and uh, pulling for all the Pirates and the pros. All right. There he is. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. You do the same. Uh, Morgan, DJ Captain Morgan here on Pirate Radio Live. All right. Uh, you got something, Chandler? You keep leaning into the mic. Well, I was just going to say, as we were talking to uh, Morgan, I did see a video of uh, Holton Ayler's and participating in a, uh, I guess, a bag drill with the Seattle Seahawks as they prepare for the preseason. So, uh, it's Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and then right behind them is Holton Ehlers. So pretty cool to see that. And I also did see a picture, speaking of former Pirates, of uh, Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, and he looks kind of jacked. It looks like he's been in the weight room. There's a picture. Part of it is his jersey number, too. Yeah. So look. He's wearing 34. Yeah, he's got uh, some definition going in them uh, arms. And in the in his back. Yeah. He's got a wide back. Uh, but that 34 helps out, too. Makes you look bigger than you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see Kevin, uh, Kevin got on Twitter, tweeted me yesterday, uh, received a gift, got a 15 Ehlers Seahawks uniform. That's pretty sick. That's pretty cool. I, I don't like the Seahawks jerseys. They're too wacky for me. It's more Arena League than NFL. But that is a pretty cool jersey. And, I mean, if, uh, if Isaiah Winstead makes the Niners... I may have to mm. 
I may have to grab a, a Niners jersey. A number two jersey. A Niners Winstead. Is that what he's wearing? I believe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he's wearing number two. All right. I'd, I'd rock the deuce for uh, for our guy, Isaiah. All right, let's take a break. As we do, Shirley, let's give away this case of Bush Light Give it away, peach. give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, gonna be the awesome. All right, who wants some delicious Bush Light Peach? It is yours. A whole case. If you are caller 12, 317-1250, must be 21 or older to win. We'll give that away and have more for you when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. They're open every day and have two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best uh, for boat owners. Country Mart, filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. And congratulations to Eric Mazel of Grimesland, was the big winner in our free beer Friday giveaway. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I just received a tweet from Wager McGee. We got to get Wager on soon. Talk some college football gambling. I guess we were uh, talking about the Chris Edwards situation, and Wager said, I've never lied about myself. Literally lied about his identity. Yeah, his identity. Uh, Yeah, we got to get Wager back on. I don't think he's in the area anymore. He might have to be via phone. That's fine. uh, I, I love talking spreads with wager mcgee all right let's talk a little golf now with the mark greenhelge golf shop radio show who joins us on the pirate radio live line golf shop radio show coming your way 8 to 10 a.m saturday here on pirate radio greeny how you doing today man i'm doing great Cliff, how are you doing doing good and uh at this time last week i was asking you uh, about brian Harmon. who is this guy tell me about him because he was in the lead after a couple of days at the British Open, and he decided to just go uh, wall to wall and not really make it interesting and uh, and good for him, bad for maybe viewers and fans who wanted some drama. Uh, but man, uh, he was he was pretty dominant last weekend. Yeah, not so good for the fans in attendance. I mean, they were they were kind of. If you watch the end, I mean, the the enthusiasm for the win wasn't really even there because he was so far ahead, and it was kind of a foregone conclusion at that point. So. Unfortunately, with a muted response for him, but man, I tell you what, I don't think I can remember anybody putting as well as I saw him putt for four rounds. I thought there was going to be a moment where, you know, we were going to see the putting maybe give up on him in somewhere in the third or the fourth round, but he seemed to make everything and responded to the little hiccups he had both at the beginning of the third and the fourth round. So a tremendous performance by him. 
Is he, and this is probably hard to call Greeny, but is he, is he a guy we continue to discuss to see at the top of leaderboards? Is it kind of a one-off, maybe his only major? How do you think he, you know, how, how does he move on from this uh, beginning next year and, and the years beyond? You know, Maddie and I, my co-host, talked about this earlier in the week. It, it's odd. You look at the number of guys that have one major championship, and then you look at some of the guys that have two. And Brian Harmon, to me, kind of fits into that Zach Johnson mold, where Zach Johnson's won an open championship and a Masters. Not a tremendously long hitter, a very good wedge player, and a very good putter. So you kind of put him into that category. You know, there's like 40 guys that have won two major championships in their career. And when you look at that list, you probably look at, I don't know, almost maybe half of them, and you're like, wow, really? You know, that's somebody that you wouldn't expect to win two major championships. So... I would probably say in the next five years, there's a possibility of him doing it. It has to be in the right conditions on the right golf course. It's not going to be on a tremendously long golf course. He doesn't seem to fare all that well at Augusta National. So it's just, you know, it would, again, it's going to have to be the right place in the right conditions. And I think that's what he got this past weekend. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. So, Greeny, uh, we kind of set it up last week, what's coming up, and we do have a local area tournament next week, at least uh, in the state of North Carolina with the Wyndham. But kind of following these final couple weeks, 3M Open and then the Wyndham to see uh, what the playoff field is going to look like. So, uh, what, I don't know, who's on the bubble? If this, Let's take it in like a March Madness term. Who, who's on the bubble here? Who are you watching to try to make it into uh, playoff golf? Well, the man that everybody's watching is Justin Thomas. I mean, he's the one that's on at 75th right now, and we're, and he's on the outside looking in to not just the FedEx Cup playoffs, but most people right now probably don't have him on the Ryder Cup. Uh, Freddie Couples went on a podcast the other day and basically said that he feels like that Max Homa uh, and, and Jordan Spieth and I think Colin Morikawa were, were locks for his team. And beyond that, you know, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas – are kind of the, the the dynamic duo when it comes to teammates on that team. So he's on the bubble for both the playoffs and for that, and he's not exactly lighting it up so far this week. Mark Green, Elge Golf Shop Radio Show. So that's, uh, yeah, what it, I don't know. What is more important, Green, and you can't get into these guys' minds, but winning this year's PGA Championship or, or the Ryder Cup, when, when does it come, you know, country versus self? What What is the, the biggest pride out there for these individual golfers, in your opinion? I think they do a good job of making the transition. I mean, you know, basically you'll you'll get the FedEx Cup playoffs. We'll crown a FedEx Cup champion. There'll be one more event, which is the Fortnite Championship, that kind of kicks off the new season, and then the Ryder Cup. So you kind of get a little bit of that lull, if you will, of guys maybe going over that week before, over to Rome to get prepared, maybe, you know, get acclimated and whatnot. So that's kind of what you're going to see. There may be a little distraction as we, you know, as we start to close the point down and, and who's automatically qualifying and who's going to be the captain's choices. So there'll be that transition that you'll get to see. But I, I definitely think the guys are much more interested in winning the, winning the tour championship because it comes with that $15 million payday. <laughs> there you go. Mark Greedelch, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us as we wind down the season. And we'll talk playoffs uh, week to week with Greeny here on Pirate Radio Live. And also, uh, you looking forward to – are you going to be able to get to uh, the Wyndham next week, Greeny? Nope, not going to be able to get up to the Wyndham Championship. So we'll kind of watch that one from afar. But like I said, Justin Thomas is going to miss the cut this week. So maybe look for JT to tee it up next week in Greensboro. So. Huh? 
the field might the field might get a boost depending on uh, who misses the cut this week. Grinny got uh, conference football media days going on in the AAC earlier this week, ACC as well, as we continue to kind of go over that Clemson and Florida State um, debate on on who's going to win the conference this year. Who's, In your opinion, who's the best of the rest? Are you worried about anybody else maybe, get, maybe getting up there with Clemson and with Florida State? And, and no divisions this year, no more Coastal and Atlantic, so that's a different factor too. But who outside of those big two uh, could be good this year? in your opinion you know i think north carolina might be the uh, the unknown right because you, you don't know what you're going to get out of them we've seen them have great offensive ability but the defensive side of the ball has really been lacking we've seen uh you know drake may do good things against bad teams but maybe struggle a little bit against better defenses so it's going to be interesting to me to see how that particular one plays out and if you remember last year everybody was hyped up on miami and they laid an absolute egg. yeah does, does Miami, with lower expectations, have the talent that we thought they had last year that maybe without the expectations, maybe they're a little bit looser and uh, maybe they have a little bit more success? But, man, you, you got to think that the power was still on the Atlantic side. Again, we had a revolving coastal side in terms of the ACC championship game. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Shows. We are gearing up for a football season. East Carolina practice beginning on Wednesday. We'll be covering that and following it all. And uh, going to be going to be a lot of fun, Greeny. And, and I think you're right. Maybe flying under the radar is the best thing to do. I tell you, who's not trying to fly under the radar, and that's the new head coach out at Charlotte, uh, Biff Pogey. We have talked about him a lot this week with the comments he's made, and I think it's all self-manufactured, Greeny. He is trying to get his name out there, his school's name out there. How about uh, with the Charlotte media, with the Panthers, with everything going on, how much ink space and and talk on sports talk is is Charlotte 49ers football get? Because, damn, if Biff Pogey ain't trying his best to get people to talk about him. Well, you know, you've got an opportunity here in Charlotte. I mean, the Panthers' success over the last several years has been non-existent. The Hornets have not either been a failure or have not been relevant. You've got uh, Charlotte FC, who's kind of in the bottom two-thirds of the of their conference right now. So, man, I'll tell you what, if somebody in this town can actually perform and make a run at winning something, you know, a conference championship or whatnot, they're the, they're the ones that are going to be the darlings. They're going to get all the media play. So I, I'm on board with him. I mean, he, he's got that chance. If he can make something happen, he could become the talk of the town, and everybody will start following, and people will start showing up. So there's, the opportunity is there, but you can't fall flat once you've uh, start, started running your mouth a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Greedy, uh, what you guys got coming up Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, you'll get me early. Uh, I'm actually heading up to uh, Boone, North Carolina right now. I have a, a nephew who's playing in a baseball tournament up at Appalachian State, so I'll be a, a little a little cooler up in the mountains. But um, Maddie and Collins will obviously check in with Bill Bender. We're going to have Joey Geske, who's going to give us a USGA Junior Amateur Championship update. Then we're going to check in with Claude Pope of Baldhead Blues. Apparently they've just signed on the Smash GC which is the Brooks Kepka-led team as uh, 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 that's going to be carrying the Baldhead Blues sponsorship. So we'll talk to Claude about that. And then we're going to check in with Mark Brazel, the executive director of the Wyndham Championship. And then we're going to have an interesting conversation with Patrick Cohen, 
who is trying to set the record for rounds of golf played in one year. That's something like 500 rounds of golf. So we'll get all that in tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Love the quirky stories like that. Granny, thanks for joining us today, man. We'll uh, check in with you again next week. Have a great show on Saturday. All right, Cliff. Have a good one. Thanks. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, let's take a break. As we do, I uh, received note that there will be a special recognition for the Pitt County Girls Softball Team All-Stars. So they will be playing in the Little League Softball World Series next week. On Monday, July 31st at 5 o'clock, the team will be escorted to the Elms to Elm Street for a special recognition and the public is being asked to attend as uh, and congratulate the girls for making it to the World Series. So that'll be July 31st, 5 o'clock at uh, Elm Street Park so uh, people can go and enjoy that. We're having a parade, baby. That's right. And uh, hopefully another one after the uh, Softball World Series. Let's take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, it was a good day for the stock market as they closed out the week. Uh, The Dow was up 176 points at 35,459. The NASDAQ was up 266 points at 14,316. And the S&P closed out the week up 44 points at 4,582. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to the show. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. What are you you up to, you sly guy? I want to do a little card trick. What are you up to? For for everybody, but for Danny and and Micah. So um, I want y'all to... Just play along. <laughs> Don't try to figure out what's going on. Oh just just have fun with it, okay? Okay. Is that's, that that's the start of a bad card trick? <laughs> <laughs> it really is, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, just some some normal cards here. All right, right? Yep. All right. So Danny, I'm gonna just ask you to say stop when you're ready for me to stop. So okay. and then we'll find your card in here somewhere. Yeah, Which one? Now keep going. I'm going. I'm gonna keep keep on going. Right, stop. So like right here, right there, that's good. good. Yep, All that's, right, that's so, so this is your card. Okay. You can you can take it. You can take your card. I'm gonna take. Okay. And uh, you can show you can show people. You can show whoever you want. So this is gonna be. I wanted to wait to do this for a little while because I got it. I, I wanted to get to know you. This this is about bonds. This is about connections. And there's also a little magic involved. <laughs> hey, Danny, real quick, can you show that card to the camera? Sure can. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, and I'm not looking at it here. No, no, no. The no, front uh, camera, right in front of you. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Danny, I, I've gotten to know you a little bit. We've got somewhat of a connection, right? And I think I can figure out a little bit about your card. But the cool thing is that, that Micah, you're a part of this too. You just don't even know it yet. Okay. So, <laughs> so Danny, your card is either red or black. Sure is. Red or black. Yep. Red, black, 
Red, black. It is one of the two, yes. I think it's red. Okay. I think you have a red card. Gotcha. It could be a face card. It could be a number. It could be a one, two, three, four, five. That sounded pretty promising. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Jack, queen, king. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, you're out. Four, five. I think you have a red four, but I don't know. And and, and okay. maybe I but now here's where Micah comes in. You two have formed a connection, a rivalry on Name That Sound, but a connection as interns, as as athletes, and let's face it, good people. Okay. Am I right, Chandler? <laughs> Absolutely. Just just some great people. We've, we've brought in some great people. So now what I want you to do is do uh, a little bit of magic, uh, Danny. Put your card back on the pile. On top? Yeah, put it on top. Okay. And uh, every card has a companion card, like the ace of clubs would be the ace of spades. The seven of hearts would be the seven of diamonds. I want you to send your buddy Micah a card, and I want it to be the companion card. So, kind of give me give me one of these, like a little give me give me Vegas thing right here. Yeah, just kind of over, like hover above. <laughs> okay, it, <right? laughs> it's like okay, you're ruining because you're feeling yeah, it yeah. physically, but okay. I want you to feel it mentally. Yep. I want yeah. you to pull Micah's card out. I want you to give me a snap. Did y'all see that? <laughs> Did you see what? Did you? Did you're no, not doing a very good did, job. No. Did you see what just happened? No, I sure didn't. You just sent Micah a card. Micah, lift your microphone. <laughs> Dude, enough. Micah. Oh my God. There's a card under there. <laughs> Danny, what was your card? What was your card? Was four hearts. That's two four. Micah, what card do you have? Four diamonds, dude. Stop. What? Show everybody what card you have. No shot. How? Oh my God. Four diamonds. How did that happen? <laughs> How did you do that, Danny? You're know. magic. The magic touch. You're the magic man. I'm the magic man. No, you and Micah have that connection now. That's crazy. Now, that's that actually, impressive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> did you place it under there? No, Danny sent it over there oh my magically. God. Wait, so who's the magic man? I need, a, were, I need a new career. Yeah. So Base, baseball's go. not for me. This little magic thing might work out. It's again, Danny's got a little magic in him. I do as well. And Micah's got that that bond, uh, that connection, yeah. the mm-hmm. mentals. Yeah. So there you go. I should have waited till you got to the end of the deck. There's no way that would have worked still. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he it was worked. going Dang, so, so yeah. slow. And I'm like, okay. He's, it worked, he's right? Waiting no, for you, a card. I remember you said stop, and he did a little bit further. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <all>. <laughs> I'll try to yep, figure it out. Yep, yep. I'll, I'll tell you what I did during the break. Yeah. How about okay. that? All right. Um, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with uh, Joey's pick of the night. Uh, we'll see what Micah and Danny got going on this weekend and uh, wrap it up with you folks as well. Back to go Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You can watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live, of course, Monday through Friday from 3 until 6. And the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days just go to youtube 
Search Pirate Radio TV, click on that subscribe button, and while you're at it, click the like button, too. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Danny, were you just talking about Dalvin Cook? Yep. Yeah, I saw where he is. Is it like leaning towards the Jets? Because of Aaron Rodgers specifically. So, Fantasy owners cry out there with both Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook on the same team. Mm. Like Vikings. I wouldn't touch either one either, either way. Look too injury prone for me. And All right, like, Joey, uh, Joey runs a tight ship over there. Oh, Joey, yeah. have you ever won your fantasy league? Oh yeah, I just won last last year. <laughs> it's on his resume. on my resume. Put that on your resume. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but like Vikings fans are like making fun of the Packers for losing Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, and now the Vikings fans are probably yeah about. Oh, yeah. But we have Kirk. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it'll be cool though if he signs because his brothers in the uh, in the same division, so it'll be. Nice to play them yeah. twice a year. Paige on uh, Facebook said, put magician on your resume clip. All right, I will. Maybe that'll help me land a, uh, a gig one day. Uh, what's in the weekend plans? Uh, what are you doing, DB? House is, house is empty. I'm the, I'm an empty nester this weekend. Cam Clonch left today. We have a couple weeks off till we have to come back. So a bunch of the freshmen and older guys left. I'm here through the weekend and some next week to hang out with you guys. But just literally hanging out. And Mike is going to say the same thing, but catching up on a lot of sleep. So summer school is done. Done today. When yep. do you guys start back with the fall semester? We start back. We get back the I think the report date's seventeenth. We have meetings and then first day of school is the twenty first the following Monday. So as far as school goes, you got a little time off. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. But the work never stops, right? Nope. No, I never stop. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> uh what's uh I I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You can get mad. What's old lady Micah doing this with me? <laughs> Wow. Granny. <laughs> Going there. <laughs> well, you um, joked that your teammates called you old. You just celebrated a birthday. And then I asked what you were doing this weekend, and what'd you say? <laughs> okay, first of all, I left out. I might go out with my teammates, Ooh. you know? Okay. But if that doesn't happen, then I'm probably going to clean and sleep. <laughs> clean and sleep are the first two things she said. <laughs> uh, I call that mature and grown <laughs> and you. responsible. So uh, good stuff. Chandler, how about you, wild man? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you going to head up to Buck? I'm going to the Buck, baby. Yep. The Buck. What else? No, um, a golf game tomorrow is on, um, I guess it's on the line. Some of my trivia buddies were like, hey, keep your phone on you. Ooh. We, we might be going to play some golf. Where are you playing at? <clears throat> they said something about Cutter's Creek, which is I think is in Cutter Snow Creek. Hill. Yes. Or Cutter, Cutter Creek, which is in uh, Snow Hill. So um, might be playing some golf tomorrow and then sunday might be chilling but got a little something in the works here at pirate radio oh that's right we uh we'll be around here uh doing something on sunday that folks will enjoy down the road um eric this isn't funny he said clip did you do a magic trick on the education section on chris edward's resume that's not funny eric that's mean very mean i'm in a t- i, I want to joke and laugh about it but i also feel bad for the dude what a weird weird situation yeah well, and now ECU and, and Playfly's got to find somebody to call some football games because they are rapidly approaching, just as is our Pirate Radio football kickoff party coming up Thursday, August 31st, and the chairman of the board will be playing. It is just 10 bucks to have a really, really fun night at the State Theater. Tickets available, pr927fm.com, and all the proceeds going to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. 34 days away until we're partying our butts off at the State Theater for the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. Which means 36 days away from ECU and Michigan. Can't wait. 
Joey, we'll have some football to pick from soon. That'll be a lot of fun. But you have scoured the MLB schedule tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, and you have found a winner. What is yeah, it? Yeah, briefly, I, to be fair, I'm not too confident in it. But, you know, we're going to roll with dice. Oh, I'm going to go... Uh, it sounds like me setting I up a magic trick. I cannot wait to fade you. It's going to be awesome. Whoa! Yeah. So it's either spread or under. You can take either or. Uh, Dodgers spread. Dodgers. The Dodgers. The, the Dodgers. The Reds. And I think the line is at nine and a, uh, the over under is nine and a half. So I'll take the under. All right. Dodgers and under is the pick tonight from intern Joey. Shirley Rhodes, I will join you in Hawaiian shirt Friday next week. You look great today. Thank you. She thank does you. look great. I like that one. Shirley, I want to personally thank you for the hard work you did for me this week. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Thank you so much. You're welcome kind of a flex for you for uh selling so much ads around here that it, we got new spots to make it's football season baby it's selling season so yeah. <laughs> gonna continue next week don't laugh i'm being serious the grind doesn't <laughs> stop all right uh micah danny enjoyed it with y'all as always awesome. we'll see y'all next week yep and to all you fine folks out there thanks for tuning in having fun with us here on a friday we'll be back with you monday three o'clock for an all-new edition of pirate radio live jeff charles take us home Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.